DeSantis, your team, if you're watching, I know a few of them follow me on Twitter, make that a talking point. It's like, Newsom, you've got homeless people starting fires under your freeways that taxpayers are paying for, and you're also paying them to be homeless. And again, I'm out here rebuilding stuff that taxpayers are paying me to do. Like, I'm making things happen. You're making things worse. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, with my bearded, beautiful, heterosexual Jewish life partner sitting right across from me, Josh operating those controls like a NASA astronaut that dropped his tool bag that's going to enter into Earth's orbit March of next year and burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah, I took you on a ride on that one. It's actually a true story. We're talk about today on the show. Thank you for being here. How are we doing on Rumble? Are we doing good? We're streaming on Rumble and Kick. Uh, we're streaming on Twitter again today. We're going to see if we can actually handle the bandwidth. Because, you know, what we're operating with over here in this computer is like this little hamster on a wheel that's just like running his heart out. He's doing as much as he can. We call him Lemmy Winks. A little South Park throwback there for you for those that are like old enough to remember that. Uh, how goes it, folks? Welcome back to the show. It is a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, right? Yep. Yeah, Tuesday afternoon. The days start to blend after a while. Like, you're just so engrossed in politics. And uh, actually, no, who can tell me what intro song that was that we had to the show today? People said Super Mario. You No, 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 no. That was not Super Mario. It sounded like Sonic. That was what? Are you kidding me? How do you people not know this? This is one of the greatest games in existence. One of the greatest Nintendo games in existence. Zelda? What? The, oh, my God. Um, Duck Hunt? No. I am banning you people. Ah. Uh, People are saying I have not gotten Rumble notifications. I'm sure I have mine on. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Knockout. Thank you. Slightly derps nailed it. That's knockout. Theme from knockout. Mike Tyson's punch out, rather. It's not knockout. It's punch out. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the intro. It has like the the boxing. Really show my age here. Sound like the guy from Police Academy over there. Oh, my God. First class sound effects, buddy. First class. First class. Had an interesting night last night. Um, We have a lot of Indian friends. And uh, for those that don't know, this is the week of Diwali. 
Uh, and it, forgive me if I get this wrong, because I'm still learning about this, but it's essentially the Indian New Year. And they celebrate this in a manner of ways. And last night we went out, we had dinner. Um, you know, they dress in their normal cultural ensemble. It was really interesting to learn the, the history of it. And um, each day of the week long process, it could be a week or eight days, I forget. It's like day one, they worship and, and give praise to the goddess of money. And I'm kind of like, okay, that sounds uh, sounds like, um, oh God, what's the pagan holiday? I can't think of it. It's something similar. It's a pagan holiday, but it's not necessarily the goddess of money. It's like goddess of like wealth, treasure, tribute, or maybe a god. I don't know. It's one of those things. But I thought it was very interesting to see how a lot of these religions have a lot in common in regards to their cultural beliefs and worship practices. But uh, oh my God. Chicken tiki marsala or buttered chicken. Ooh, mama. That stuff is with naan, the bread. Oh, man. It is so good. It is so good. Yeah, the only reason I know about it as well uh, is because of The Office. Oh, 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 for What's-Her-Face? Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly Ripa. Or Kelly not Kelly Ripa. Oh, my God, Kelly Ripa. It's like the furthest thing from Indian there is. Mindy something. Yeah. It was yeah. funny, though. Yeah. I miss The Office. That was I a know. good show. That was, was a very good show. It was great. I love it. It was great. Yeah, loaded up on all kinds of food. And good Lord, I just feel like such a fat ass today. I did like 30 minutes on the treadmill. Oh, man. I had the Groypers come after me on Twitter. And all I can say is this. I expected better. I'm not going to lie, man. Their thing is like trying to pay me. Like, John Burke's actually gay. It's like, well, I mean, if I was, you'd probably be trying to do me. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Have you seen me? I'm a massively good looking. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if have your moms are in my DMs right now. I mean, come on. Come on. I totally do me. I would totally do me. <laughs> oh, they tried threatening me and stuff. I was like, bro, go ahead and dox me. I'll be the first vet out here to get a stateside kill, and I'll mount your head on the walls like Groiper number one, Groiper number two. It's like, come on, man. I got, I got 45 hollow points. Says you ain't going to do anything. So dudes are like, we broke you. We broke you, John. The anti-Semites broke you. <laughs> Tweets and memes, bro. Tweets and memes. Speaking of tweets and memes, new campaign slogan for Donald Trump out there, uh, NFTs for legal fees. <laughs> Come on. That's pretty good. That's good. pretty good. I lost a lot of followers on Instagram yesterday because I made a, a joke tweet because it was trending for some reason on Twitter. It says Trump is Hitler. And I'm just like, are we back to this again? Like Trump is Hitler, like everything. And that's like a liberal tactic. Now, I have seen some conservatives on the opposing side of Trump kind of echo this to a degree, but it's a small amount. It's not a lot. But the ones that I see combating this are actually, there's a lot of DeSantis support saying like, come on, we don't like Trump, but this comparison is so outlandish. It's so inaccurate. It's disingenuous. Like if you want to criticize somebody, criticize them on the policies and, and you know, moving forward on that. But I did a joke tweet and I said, hey, like, this is not true. Trump is not even remotely close to Hitler. Hitler actually served. <laughs> <laughs> I lost like 300 followers on Instagram for that. And I was like, bro, as soon as I posted that, like the little demon John pops up. I was like, do it. Make him mad. And the angel's like, yeah, man, sorry. But I did it anyway because you got to make him laugh, bro. People are just so, ugh. You can't uh, say anything bad about Trump because if you do, oh, you're just a horrible human being. It's pretty funny. It's, it's freaking hilarious. And even in the caption, I said, it's a joke. But people are like, oh, pearl clutching. And the same ones will accuse me of like being a Zionist for like agreeing with Ben Shapiro on his stances. Like, You're such a Zionist. You're such a Jew lover. And I see like the gripers in my comments now on Twitter. Like there's this one account that like points out that like, you've been detected as being a Jew. So I'll just respond with like a uh, fiddler on the roof. If I was a rich man, <laughs> it's like, dude, you're not, you're not offending me here. Like, I, I don't think these groiper nerds, these basement virgins and the rest of these guys, I don't think they understand my type of broadcaster, bro. You cannot fuck with me. 
You, you don't bother me. And like you sit there and you post these pictures of like me looking gay. It's like, bro, I look hot AF. And even the women are like, dude, I don't know if you're trying to troll John or fuck him. We can't tell the difference here. Like you're posting another. I feel bad for you at this point. It's like, dude, okay, stop. Like you're, you're really, you're making yourself. I feel embarrassed for you, but Norman. I know you're listening. I know you're probably watching. Hey, Code Norman's going to save you 10% off of ShellshockCBD.com for the remainder of today. Norman, yeah, that, we know who you are. I know exactly who you are, buddy. I got a lot of friends in the Intel community. You're not hard to find. And the thing is, they found out who you were in a matter of like five minutes. This is an account, and I'm not going to say who it is, uh, the account, because I'm not going to give him that uh, that satisfaction. satisfaction. And I mean, he'll probably clip it and say, look, John Burke's trying to suck me off. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and he's just like, he's really hyper-focused on the homosexual attacks, though. That's all he does. That's it. I'm like, bro, I mean, come on. There's plenty of stuff on the podcast you can come after me for, but I'll back what I say. I don't care. You're not going to cancel me. But uh, this guy, like, tweets out all this Jew hatred. He goes after women, just uh, all kinds of disgusting stuff. And he comes after me. I didn't pick a fight with this dude. You drew first blood. And I uh, found out who this dude is. He's in Florida. He lives alone with his mother. He's in his 40s. And uh, there's a lot to this guy. I've got, I've got everything on this guy. But um, Code Norman, his name is Norman. Uh, and he, he, got, he got exposed. There's a lot of accounts out there that like retweeted it and actually shared the pictures of this guy. Common Groiper, skinny, like a buck 05. What did he say? Oh, bro. He was, uh, I, there was just so much. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. He just like tries to do basic ad hom attacks and think, okay, right, whatever. Do you hate? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a huge anti-Semite. Huge anti-Semite. And it's funny because... Um, Some people just don't like the Jews. They don't. They really don't. Which is funny, though, because then they'll turn around and support Trump, who actually is cool with Jews. Yeah. So it's like, I, they're, they're Fuentes little suck-offs is what they want to be. But uh, anyway, like, you know, this guy's coming after me, and I'm just sitting there laughing, and I'm showing it to all my friends. It's like, dude, this guy's such a dude. And then the military meme guys start DMs, like, should we get him? I was like, nah, this, like, that's low-hanging fruit. Don't bother with this dude. Because, like, the military meme community is savage. They are. They are ruthless. They like, get on their bad side. Oh, uh, you don't. You really don't. I Thank God I haven't. Oh, my God. Like, these dudes will, like, meme you. And it's not like memes are just kind of like, eh, like, these memes will hone in and focus on you. And they always have a good little warning to them. Like they'll post something in there that lets people know, like, we know who you are. We know what you're doing. You're not as anon as you think you are. So, but I'm disengaging with the Groypers now because honestly it's boring. I thought they would debate actual poly, nothing. You know, I, I honestly expect it better. So I'm going to move on from them. It gets boring because you start going back and forth with these little, these like little virgin nerds. And it's like, bro, what are we really accomplishing here? Although the video that Norman put together of me, um, accusing me of being gay. I like, I just took it, reposted it, got like 25,000 views. I'm like, Hey bro, thanks. You're paying my bills. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're actually not paying my bills. I just, I'm going to donate that money to the Santa's camp. So it's, there you go. <laughs> thanks Norman. Thanks Norman. So code Norman for 10% off for the rest of the day is going to get you 10% off of shellshockcbd.com. That's who the show is brought to you by. If you've been a listener of the show, any long period of time, you'll know that Josh and I started Shellshock CBD, uh, back during 2019 pre COVID. And we stayed open. We never required our people to wear masks. We didn't require a jab, nothing like that. Uh, actually, a few of our employees went and voluntarily got the jab. We were like, hey, to each their own, you know? Yep. Or one did. And uh, he still got COVID. <laughs> he still got COVID. He still like, got COVID. Still got COVID like twice. Jackass. Nah, at least he's okay. Oh, my God. But anyway, we appreciate all your loves and support. So if you want to support the show, head on over to shellshockcbd.com. We've got the rack out gummies that are going to put you to sleep. No, they don't contain THC. It's just CBD and melatonin. Now, we do have Delta 8 and Delta 9. Yes, this will get you high as a kite. This stuff is super potent, potent, super effective. You should check it out. And folks, if you don't believe me, every single one of our products, listen to this, listen to this before you zone out and you start thinking about other things. Every product comes with a 100% money back guarantee. 
Can't beat that with the Brick Stack. Again, shellshockcbd.com. What are you waiting for? You want to melt away the stress, the anxiety. You want to get baked. We got you covered. Shellshockcbd.com. American-owned, American-made. We, we love it. We appreciate all the love and support. You guys are awesome. Uh, what time, when is the uh, Black Friday sale starting? September 22nd. Oh, by the September way. September 20th. November. Or November. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, bro. I'm out of it today. Idiot. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you're so, you're so helpful. Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, where is the, uh, where is the, oh, dang it. I can't, I can't find the article. Make sure you sign up for the email list. Go check it out. Uh, that email list is going to get you entered to win $500, $500 off of shellshockcbd.com. Again, uh, what are you waiting for? You can't, uh, you can't beat that. All right. First and foremost, um, Meta is in the news, oddly enough. Uh, exposed Meta's $36 billion plot to re-engineer society and Mark Zuckerberg's dangerous future plans for tech addiction. On today, uh, control oligarchs exposing the billionaire class, their low-secret deals, and the globalist plot to, dom- plot to dominate your life blows the lid off of Meta's plot. Okay, well, first of all, um, who uses... Y'all got any more of that tech? You got any more of that Facebook? You got any more of that Facebook? <laughs> uh, I don't use Facebook hardly at all anymore. Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah. I, I mean... I kind of I kind of lean towards Instagram, but now I'm leaning heavily on Twitter X, whatever it is these days, because X is gonna give it to you. I I just Facebook they they censor so much, it, you know, and I know some people will go out there and they'll argue it's like oh the censoring is everywhere. It's like no, it's gotten so bad that you can't post anything. It is Orwellian at its core. So when Elon purchased X, uh, and now again he he claimed free speech. It's not free speech. People are still getting no, banned for the, yeah. the dumbest things out there, which is stupid. But it's a lot less draconian than. Um, Jack Dorsey and the rest of those numbskulls when they owned it. So it's it's gotten better. I will admit it has gotten better. That's why I keep pushing people to come over to Twitter. But yeah, Facebook just seems like nobody uses it anymore. Like they kill the reach. They want you to boost My every post. Use it. Yeah, the older generation. Yeah, they're like in their 70s. Yeah, so. yeah I agree. Are you, how long has it been around? Since uh, 2005, right? Yeah. Since 2000, so. It's been around for a while. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't use it. I don't use it. It's boring to me. So the addiction idea, maybe in regards to uh, Instagram, because I feel like more people would rather be on Instagram than Facebook. But um, his aggressive tactics to get users addicted to social media apps like Facebook and Instagram and documents are a shocking rise in depression and suicide that sometimes scientists have linked to social media use. And the crowd went, duh. I mean, we... (laughs) We all know that social media is very addicting. It's very depressing. You definitely have to develop a certain level of emotional callus to operate on it on a sustained period of time, especially if you are in the political world. If you're in a uh, politics Twitter, good Lord, <laughs> you better have some thick skin, dude, because it gets, it gets rough out there. Very rough. Um, but yeah, the, I just, I don't know. Mighty Mike says, I finally got the Rumble hookup. Hi, all. Got, every day, 12 p.m. CST, we are streaming right here on Rumble. Monday, Monday through Friday, excuse me. Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. CST, uh, and I'll also notify y'all if anything's changing on Twitter, and I'll repost to Instagram. But yeah, follow me at JohnBurke39 on Twitter. If you're not there, you should be. It's where all the cool kids are now, the ones that aren't getting censored yet. I saw a post that said, uh, can all the people in Facebook prison talk to other Facebook prisoners? Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, if you're banned from Facebook, they just have another platform where you go. It's like, until you behave yourself, you're an actual Facebook prison. I would use it. Yeah, I would actually use that because that would be a much fudder platform. Like all the Facebook convicts. What if we started like an app that was like Facebook jail, but we wouldn't want to get sued. So we called like Schleichbook jail. Schleichbook <laughs> jail. Schleichbook prisoners. I, I, would you, I, Rumble, would you use this? 
Face Smash. Face Smash. I think that was the original name, right? Face Smash? Or something like that. No. Yeah, I think it no, was. No, it was not. Face Smash? Does anybody in the chat know? Let's let's fact check this. It was never known as Face Smash. No. Come on. I think it was. It, it, I don't think it was it was Facebook per se, but it was something, yeah. Uh, and if you're watching, make sure you hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment, and if you could, make sure you hit the follow button on Rumble. We appreciate that. It helps us out quite a lot. Got a lot. Face match. Face match. That You are so far off. You said what face is ma- it's face match. Are you sure? Uh, that's what they're saying. Face match. I think it was. Uh, somebody said book face. Book face. <laughs> no, book face. Oh, my God. Doesn't Candace Owens work for Shapiro? Uh, she works for Daily Wire. Um, we're going to get to it. Um, the, it was the Winklevoss book. The Vink- Yeah, the Winklevoss brothers. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just, let's just get into it right now. The main topic of the show people are really asking about, because if you've not seen the footage of Ben Shapiro, let's go ahead and start off with that. This is what Ben Shapiro had to say about Candace Owens. Hold on. I don't. Every time I open up a new audio clip, I have to adjust the volume so I don't blow your ears out. I definitely don't want to do that. That would not be good. That would not be good. Not good at all. Hold on. There we go. Let's see if we can get this adjusted. All right, this is Ben Shapiro, and he's in a crowd right here, and he's talking to them, and somebody brings up Candace Owens, um, in which he quickly responds, and I'll let you listen to the clip here. Let's go. The question is about Candace Owens. I think her behavior during this is disgraceful. Without a doubt, Candace Owens. Uh, ben Shapiro said, yeah, she still works for my company. He kind of rolls his eyes as I think she's been absolutely disgraceful. Um, I, think that, I think that her, her faux sophistication on these particular issues has been ridiculous. It's not faux sophistication. It's ridiculous. Everybody can see the moves that she's making and the things that she's saying, and I find them disreputable. Can you guys hear that? Hopefully you can. People are saying you can't hear. It's it's kind of muffled from the... It, it, this is posted to TikTok. It's not um, the best audio. Do what? It's not, it's not the best audio. Uh, well, he basically like says that... Yeah. He says that her uh, performance has been uh, not good. Uh, says she still works for my company. Rolls his eyes. You can clearly, you can clearly see there's some bad, bad blood in uh, Paradise there. But, Dan, this is not the first time Ben and Candace have gone at it. Like, he, he's he's gone back and forth with her on Twitter before. Uh, but that's that's what Candace does. She gets into the Twitter drama. She's big about that. I've seen her go at it with other people. Pedro, he's a guy I follow on Twitter. And then, you know, he, he combats her. And then she falls back into the whole, you know, I can't believe you're doing this to a pregnant woman, just a victim card. I'm just like, what the hell happened to you? Like, I've never been a fan of Owens. I've never been a fan of Kirk. But I'm just sitting there and just like, damn, you're playing the pre- pregnant woman card next to the black card. Like, guarantee it's coming. It's right around the corner. Don't disagree with me. I'm a pregnant. Like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. But Owens has been accused of being rather fence-sittingly on the Hamas-Israel thing. And I, I, I'm trying to see her side on this one to where it's just like, okay, I think she's advocating for the fact that it's sad to see kids dying on either side. But it doesn't just stop there. I mean, I feel like she stops there. But she's she's said some things that just that kind of leave you wondering, like which which side are you on here? Because I'm sorry, I still remain adamant on the idea that Israel has every right to go in there and bomb them into the Stone Age. Well, like I said, they're already in the Stone Age. Bomb them even further back if there's anything before the Stone Age. Bomb them into the before the Earth was formed age, if you will. Uh, Israel has every right to do that. And it's funny to me because the people that sit there and say they don't, man, a lot of these people were screaming for blood after the 9-11 attacks. Didn't America have a right to defend itself to a degree, at least to a minimum strikes back? But suddenly it's Israel and then it's like, oh, the Jews. It's like, come on, man. Come on. They have every right to defend themselves. But where people go from that is basically saying if you say that they do, 
then now you're you're a Zionist. You're supporting for America to get involved. You're supporting for, you know, money and ammunition. Like, no, none of us are saying that. But we're saying Israel has every right, and we should stand with them as an ally by saying we support their right to do this. Um, I agree. And people were talking about the warships stationed out close by. It's like, yeah, because there's also attacks on Americans by Iran. So Biden's put, I agree with Biden on this one. You do have to put warships there. It's like, look, if you do something again, we're going to bomb you. And I know the libertarians are clutching their pearls out. There's like, oh my God, another forever war. Well, then what do you do? I, I mean, I would prefer, I agree with what DeSantis said, that until those troops are out of there, if you harm one follicle on their head, I'm going to bomb them. That's the, that's the approach. But I will say that you need to pull them out of there so we don't get put into that situation. We don't need American forces on the ground in these countries. Get them out. Then you've got no reason to be worried about them attacking Americans. But if you do, and part of me thinks that the administration wants this, because if you leave troops there, you're baiting the enemy because you know they're going to take that route. You, you're basically, you're giving them an open. And so all it's going to take is for more Americans to get killed by Iran or whatever the case may be, some kind of proxy fight that somebody hires out. And what's America supposed to do? We're, we're right back in it. We're right back in it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, look, shore up your security, your, your defenses, and stop leaving gaps. And what I mean by gaps is that leaving American forces exposed because there's not a lot of troops out there. There's like advisory. You got some spec ops unit. Get them out of there. But do, do you yeah. have to take a side on this stuff? Well, I mean, when it's so prominent, I yeah, I guess. Because when you're in the space like Candace Owens is, you are going to have to take a position because that's because, kind of your job. I just don't. Don't really know what the truth is. All right, we know yeah. that we know that the, yeah. uh, the Hamas flew in there and murdered, you know, fifteen hundred yeah. people, yeah. kidnapped a bunch of people, and all that stuff. So, I mean, if they go in there, if that's actually what happened, then sure, I'd support their right to go in there and, you know, do what they have to do to take yeah, care of business. I agree, but I think it doesn't stop there though, because now people are simply saying that I shouldn't say simply, but now they're pushing for this idea of well, they Israel should fight by our terms. It's like, no, you don't get to dictate how they do it. I just prefer to stay out of it. I 100% yeah. agree. And if they go in there, they buy. I don't care. What about the kid? Yeah. Don't care. Don't care. You think those, and this is the thing I love about all these pearl clutching types out there. It's like, you think those uh, Palestinians give a damn about American kids being killed? Hell no, they wouldn't. They Absolutely just not. A movie about all these kids being kidnapped mm -hmm. and sex trafficked. Mm -hmm. And it lasted for about 15 minutes. And yep. then we moved on to something else. Yep. Every single time. But again, that seems to be the, the part where a lot of the libertarians and some of the conservatives, but that also is the feeling, and I'm not saying this is true, but that's also the feeling I think a lot of people get from Candace Owens positioning on this. Now she has done some interviews with some Jewish people and you see the things that or you hear the things that she says, it's like, do you even know what you're talking about? Because even I'll be the first one to say when it comes to Judaism and Israel and all the things that are involved with that, I am not up to date on that, nor do I care to be. It's just not my culture. I don't yeah. care. Not that I hate them or anything, but it's just like you favor the things that you're actually interested in. I'm not interested in that. But it talked about she was doing an interview and she was talking to this dude in regards to Israel and said there's certain areas that certain people live in. There's like a Muslim community. And so Candace phrased it in the sense of kind of like, oh, so it's like that can be like they're forced to live there. And, and, and you know, people are like, no, Candace, it's the same as like Little Italy in New York, Chinatown. People take up communities of people that they look alike because it gives them a sense of security, sure. culture, community. But she, she tried to broach it like she was, she was casting a shadow on Israel. Muslims can live in Israel. You can live anywhere you want, but they choose to live together. Hence why you see a lot of black people really live close by to each other. It's their culture. It's what they want to do. doesn't make it bad. doesn't make it good. It's just what they do. But the way she phrased it, it was just kind of like, what are you trying to allude to here? Are you trying to allude to the fact that Israel is like uh, being discriminatory towards the Muslim community? It's like, because it's actually the reverse. The Israelis don't go live in Gaza. Jews do not go live in Gaza. You'll get murdered. So it's like, 
I, I just feel like, and I get where Shapiro's coming from. So when Shapiro attacks her on this, I mean, I feel he's justified. And she's went at it with so many people. And it's just kind of like, you know, here's what you can do. Uh, apologize. Just like, hey, guys. Or, you know, or just say this. Like, hey, um, this is where I stand. And I'm leaving alone after this because I don't feel very, I'm very knowledgeable on the subject. I think that's fair, too. Yeah. But you don't see these people ever apologize, do you? You never see them say, hey, guys, I was wrong. Sorry, I, I was wrong on that one. You never see it. So, I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I don't, I don't care about it. I just don't want to see my tax dollars continuously yeah. going over to fund wars yeah. that don't involve our country. Why is it that a lot of these conservatives out there that are against war look at Russia and Ukraine and say, look, if they take them, they take them. I don't care. It's not my business. But if Israel wants to create a Zionist state, why do you care? I don't care. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I don't care. But that's what they keep pushing. It's like, so you're cool if Russia does it, but if Israel does it with it, oh, it's because again, at, at heart, it's rooted in the hatred of the Jews. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I, I'm starting to understand where a lot of these buzzwords and terms and stuff come from, from a lot of these Jew haters. And at core, it's not that they just don't want American involvement. They just don't like Jewish people. It's like, just say that you don't like Jews. And then we go, like, okay, well, fine. At least now I know where you stand. But stop trying to shroud your 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 bigotry and this idea. And I hate using the word bigotry because it just sounds so stupid. Your hypocrisy. Let's put it that hypocrisy is. I think it's less woke, but still. So just stop with the bullshittery and just be honest with it. Because I, I would have, I would I have a little bit more respect for groipers that at least admit that they're anti semites than those that are afraid to do that and they just shroud it in all these cosmetic details and they try and like puff it up. It's like look, be like the groipers, be like Hitler, and just say you don't like the Jews. Then they were cool, not cool, but then we at least get each other and then we can actually have good faith debates, but no, not with them. It's always got to be something about the Jews and the money and the Jews and the porn and the Jews. Oh, my USS Liberty every single time. It just gets so, it gets so bothersome, but I don't know. But, uh, anyway, um, the article is coming to us from msn.com. Take that with a grain of salt. MSM would love nothing more than to run with Republicans going at it with each other. But it seems like that the Democrats are in charge. Uh, Republicans have really just gone at it with each other. We've got McCarthy in the news again for supposedly attacking a speaker. He's accused of attacking one of the guys in the hall and in the Capitol. And I guess whatever. Matt Gates is making some more threats. Um, uh, the new House Speaker Johnson has come out and endorsed Trump, which he shouldn't have done. And said, like, you should stay neutral. Don't make your opinions vocal. Like, he don't walked do- out there and put on a make <laughs> He put a MAGA hat on. He's like, suck like, it, nerds. You guys vote for who you want. Exactly. Uh, because... Um, at least, you know, you have a lot of prominent figures in the political spectrum. They're saying in, in elected positions saying, I'm no, it's like I'm staying out of this. And I think that's a smart approach. Let the voters decide. Well, let them decide. But I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to. I just think it doesn't look good on you. Like if even if he Johnson came out and endorsed DeSantis, it's like mm, as Speaker of the House, bro, you're there to represent everybody. I wouldn't do that. But I also know behind closed doors, they know who each other's going to vote for. So it doesn't really matter. But anyway, Mike Johnson did that. So do you think that's going to sway people one way or another? Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess the answer to that would be yes. I think there's always going to be some. But, but See, then again, I, I don't think I Mike think like Johnson's really well known enough. Small amount. Yeah, exactly. He's not like, really well known. Maybe like a small core group of people who are yeah. Mike Johnson. Mike fanatics. Johnson already disappointed because the first thing he does. And again, this is where people don't get me in the nuances of my positioning. It's just kind of like the first thing he does is he's pro-Israel right off the bat. I'm like, well, bro, what about America first? It's like the Israelis are doing a bang up job over there. Like, let them let them do it. Like, we should focus on American interests, and that usually involves uh, here at home. Like, we should not be getting involved the, in the Israel. The bigger question is, how didn't they know this was going to take place if it was a year 
in the making. You know what? what I'm saying? This attack? Yeah. Oh, no. There was actually a lot of debunking that went on with that because basically I, it was like for a while Iran was involved. And then when you actually look at the border fence, the, mil- the billion dollar border, f- it's nothing more than two fences. So it there wasn't a year of planning that went into this? I'm not sure how long it was, but that's what's because called that's operational what's been, security. That's what's been reported on. Yeah. Right? I mean, they said and Iran met with them. supposed in, to have like, you know, top notch doesn't mean you're always going to catch everything because you got to remember they get thousands of reports a day about suspected attacks all over Israel. So which one do you know to be true or not? And then now were they wrong for how? Yeah, I think they were wrong. I think their defenses should have been plussed up, especially during the holy day. But I don't know, man. That's a good question. That's a good question. But I know it's not so simplistic as they just didn't care because I know there's some influencers out there that I've had to unfollow that I think they're so full of shit. They're trying to make it seem like this is Israel doing a power grab. It's like, really? Israel let 1,400 of their own die to what invade Gaza. They could have went into Gaza anyway. They go into Gaza all the time to get people that were captured. They do this all the time. I mean, because here in the United States, like the shooting that just happened up in Massachusetts, I, I think that guy was reported to the FBI, right? But the FBI is too FBI is worthless. Yeah. yeah, they're too busy, you know, investigating yeah. parents at, you know, school board, school board meetings. Yeah. So we know why that one slips through. You know why that slips through the cracks? Is I don't think it slips through the cracks. I think the FBI, I don't know, because the Parkland shooter, 22 yeah. notifications, they did the nothing. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like there's something, there's something afoot with the FBI because yeah, they are very good. Jobs. Yeah, they're very good at investigating non-essential bullcrap that bears no relevance on national security or right. potential shootings. And there's a waste of three-letter agents. So it's like, well, the FBI did go out there and now confiscate uh, Mayor Ad- or Eric Adams's phone. Did you see that one? Yeah, you want to know why? Probably because, say it, say it. This guy's talking about the yep. border crisis, yep. and now he's got all these illegals in his city, yep. and they now can't Now the Democrats it. want Eric Adams yeah. to toe the line, so oh, what are they doing? They're weaponizing the FBI. Hey, there you go. There you go. I, I regret that we didn't talk we didn't talk about that, because it happened over the weekend. No, we didn't. I think it happened on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, this is a true story, folks. It started off with one of Mayor um, New York Mayor's Eric Adams's campaign advisors. Uh, they confiscated his phone. He was under charge. He was being investigated, and now Eric Adams is as well. And people are just kind of like, wait a minute. You had, there was not even a peep about any corruption in regards to Eric Adams. And now suddenly the FBI is like, oh, give us your phone. We think you're a, you're a fraud. Right when Eric Adams goes, he traveled to D.C. to go before Congress and testify about the immigration issue facing New York. Yeah. And now this. Come on. I mean, come on, man. How, how, how can you not see what's going on? The FBI needs to go. Yeah. There's no defunding it. Abolish the FBI. It's just too corrupt at this point. Yeah. Who feels safe with the FBI except for Democrats in, yeah. you know, government? Yep. And the thing is, like, even if you take office like Trump did, they're going to work against you. Yeah. They're going to work. Like, I'm telling you, get rid of them. Yeah. When you have um, things like we have an insurance policy, he'll never be president. Yeah. You know, shit like that. Green uh, R in the chat says the FBI doesn't do or doesn't do their job. It's called police state. Yeah, that's true. It is true. Uh, uh, let's get back to the article at hand here. We've got... Um, Again, MSNBC.com, the article basically starts off with, her behavior has been disgraceful. Ben Shapiro destroys colleague Candace Owens for ridiculous Israel rhetoric. And again, this is not the first time these two have gone at it, especially on Twitter. Um, A video making the rounds on social media appears to show Daily Wire founding editor Ben Shapiro slamming his colleague Candace Owens for her disgraceful commentary on the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas. The question is about Candace Owens, uh, acknowledges Shapiro at the start of the video, declaring, I think her behavior during this has been disgraceful, without a doubt. His next few words were mostly drowned out by the audience, but he did uh, grudgingly acknowledge that Owens still works at my company before again turning his attention to our views on Israel. I think that her Fox, her, uh, excuse me, her Fox, I keep wanting to say faux pas. 
Her foster uh, sophistication on these particular issues has been ridiculous, continued Shapiro, who expresses his pleasure with her disreputable statements. Owens has, been, okay, Owens has been criticized by many conservatives and pro-Israel activists for her rhetoric over the last month uh, and changed, including a not-so-subtle social media post suggesting that Israel was committing a genocide in the Gaza Strip. Here's the post. Um, on her Twitter, it says, no government anywhere has a right to commit a genocide ever. There's no justification for a genocide. I can't believe this even needs to be said or is even considered to be the least bit controversial to state. Well, the problem with Owens' statement is that it's not so simplistic. There's more nuance to this issue than just that. So, again, this is just kind of like, this is fence riding. It, it's like fence racing, you know, genocide. It's not genocide. Uh, that doesn't sound like she's on the fence at all. That's true. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I was like, Candace, where, where are you standing on this one? What are you talking about? Like, seriously. But Dave Rubin goes at it with her. I, I, I have to say my support or my respect for Dave Rubin has grown. Dave Rubin not only breaks away from the TPUSA guys, but he's also fur descent, and he's combating the types like Candace Owens out there. It's like, good for you, bro. Good for you, yeah. as it should be. But, um, you know, Candace tweets that. It's like, genocide is never warranted. That's not what's going on here. Now, that's what Palestine wants to do to Israel, but you cannot sit there and see all the measures that Israel has taken to prevent as many casualties as they can from Palestinian civilians, innocent civilians, and then to sit there and still accuse them of genocide, it just shows that you don't know what you're talking about. You're not involved in this issue. You're making these idiotic statements. I think Shapiro has every right. I'm glad to see Shapiro finally criticize her because this has been coming for a while. Like, she's been doing this for about a month, and I don't even follow her anymore. Like, I couldn't. I had to unfollow her a while back. And then Shapiro says this, and people are like, yeah, I mean, he's preaching the truth. Now, should he fire her? I don't think they ever should have hired her to begin with. I really don't. I don't, I don't even know why you hired her to begin with. They like those ratings. Oh, well. For the same reason they offered uh, Stephen Crowder $50 million. Yeah, I mean. They, they want to be that. Umbrella where all the that, people that are, yeah. big news conglomerate where That's, everybody goes. And that worries me because you've got to have diversity. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah. You know, I, maybe she was smart to go in there and, you know, take the paycheck knowing that she wasn't going to be there very long. I think she knew she wasn't going to be there very long. But I don't know. Who knows? I mean, but, I like some of what she has. To, you know, I like some no, of what all these people things, have yeah. to say. All these guys have, yeah. you know, some good things that they talk about, and they've got some things I disagree with. Well, uh, you're never going to agree with every single thing a person says unless you're me, and then of course you should be agreeing with that blindly. Don't ever question me. Don't don't ever question me. <laughs> Who's a drill sergeant? Don't folks. ever question me. All right, I am right all the time. Every single hot take I have is dead on the money. I am always right. It's true. It's true. I've seen me do it. <laughs> I might not be right, but by God, I'm never wrong. <laughs> it's like an old drill sergeant motto. This back really. ain't going to pat itself. There you go. This ass isn't going to kiss itself either. <laughs> um, in an episode of her show devoted to defending herself from the charges of anti-Semitism, that, now I, okay, I don't think she actually hates Jews. Oh. I just don't think she knows what she's talking about. I don't think she, but that's what people try and make it. They try and associate there. There is, and that's why I feel like this issue is very delicate in the sense of like, what is actual anti-Semitism and what is actual criticisms of the state of Israel? That's what Candace is doing. Unless I'm missing some other tweets here because I don't follow her. But uh, see, I think I, she knows exactly. I don't think she's confused about anything. I think she knows exactly what she's saying. Dude, when you and watch the interview. Like she's got some particular views about Jewish people that, like, about well, the state uh, of Israel. I don't know because when you watch her interview, her interview, she's interviewing a Jewish dude. Yeah. Like, he's a very uh, apparently well-educated Jewish guy, but... Um, it doesn't come across like she hates Jews. I think no, it's more. I don't think she hates Jews. I yeah. think she has a probably a certain idea about Israel and maybe Israel's treatment of Palestinians. Uh, Palestinians, yeah. and maybe she's right. Maybe she's wrong. I don't know. I don't, I don't live know. over there. I don't see any of that shit. None of us do. 
Yeah, people are just now getting the notifications. Sorry about that, folks. Again, 12 p.m. CST right here on Rumble, Monday through Friday. If you could, share the episode. Hit that thumbs up button. If you hit the thumbs up button, it helps us get in front of more viewers. We grow the channel, and then more people get to listen to the dulcet sounds of my boring-ass voice. In an episode of her show devoted to defending herself from the charges of anti-Semitism that followed her post, Owens was corrected by Jewish comedian Amy Kozak, uh, who was utterly befuddled by her claim that Muslims in Jerusalem are not only, oh yes, yeah, see, they're covering here, are not only, are only allowed to live in the Muslim quarter. And her subsequent argument that Israel was therefore not a bastion of freedom. <laughs> yeah, she shot herself in the foot on this one. Uh, Kozak informed Owens that she was making a historical ethnic neighborhood um, the Muslim Quarter for a ghetto. While over 300,000 Muslims live in Jerusalem, the Muslim Quarter has a total population of somewhere around 22,000. Shapiro has also blasted former Fox News host Tucker Carlson for his bizarre and ugly take on Israel's wars against Hamas. There are some people on the right who think, uh, who I think are being fully disingenuous, who are looking for an excuse to jump right on the same moral equivalency bandwagon as the left. I think there are certain people like that, uh, Shapiro said at the time. We've talked about them on the show before. I'm sure we'll talk about them on the show again. The post, uh, her behavior has been disgraceful. Ben Shapiro just, uh, okay, uh, first appeared on Mediate. So that's that's what's trending right now all over Twitter. I see that, you know, I shared it as like, look, you know, this is worth talking about um, because I feel like the more the more of a spotlight you put on this, the more people are going to actually force themselves to educate themselves on this matter. And it, I think the, the Gaza thing is like the Ukraine thing. A lot of people kept hearing about it. Nobody really cared. And then suddenly becomes a focal point, and then it's like, okay, now we have to start like virtue signaling that we care. I should probably know what the hell it is I'm talking about before I pick a side. And it's like, or you could just sit back, watch it unfold, and not take a side to where it's like, yeah, no, no. But for me, it's like I side with Israel, but I don't side to the point of I'm gonna give you money out of my wallet. It's like, hey, good job, go kill those terrorists. Yeah, what I'm more concerned about is stateside here, yeah. and what concerns me the most is the pro-Palestine people oh because my God. they seem to be the yeah. most uh, dangerous Bro, there's they get a, into large groups and start smashing things. There is a... Like, uh, I don't worry about you know Jewish people doing... Like I think there was a protest going on in about to say, right now. Right now in D.C., yeah. there's over 100,000 Jewish supporters that are gathered outside the White House, and I've, right. I've seen the I footage. I they're going to start lighting shit no. on fire. They're all praying, they're yeah. singing, and then when you have the Palestinian protests, what are they doing? They're getting they violent. Get violent. Yeah, it's time to bring out the National Guard and suppress this. When you get violent, now it's time for you to go. Yeah, that's you, not a good look. No, that's not a good look at all. America like, has been God. compromised by Muslim uh, Muslim terrorist lovers. Us. It's ridiculous. Um, I uh, I hope they bomb Gaza into the ground. I do. I don't care. I, the Genesis, shut up. I don't care. It just shows that this next generation is so weak on wars. They don't know how to actually fight a war. Israel does. Let them do their thing. But... Um, no, nah, I, I see all the the uh, the violent protests and stuff, and uh, yeah, get the national guard out there and just beat them into the ground. Yeah. And it's like you have every right to protest, but the moment you get violent, the moment you start breaking shop windows, start trying to light shit on fire, beat them, beat them down. No, you got no right to do that. The, I don't care what your protesting cause is for. The moment you start getting violent, you've you basically just sacrificed your right. Yeah. You violated the rights of other people because you destroyed their property because you didn't like something. That's so. That's how childish it is. America needs to grow some balls again and start putting these hippies in their place. Just start putting them on the ground. I'm telling you, I'd, I'd be out there locked and loaded, ready to go. Like, you just say when, boss. Give myself some stateside kills. It'd be great. <sighs> John doesn't like his fellow Americans. No, I don't. If you support Hamas, I really don't. I'd rather have you deported. But I'm also an asshole, so it is what it is. <laughs> uh, next in the shoots, uh, man, I I just love being right. I just love being right. How many times did I call this? 
SEC filing. Trump's true social has lost $73 million as the valuation plummets more than $850 million. Former President Donald Trump's social media platform has lost $73 million since it started last year, according to a new filing from the Securities and Exchange Commission. The filing was shared by Digital World Acquisition Corp., DWOC, and the special purpose acquisition company that plans to merge with True Social's parent company, Trump Media and Technology Group, TMTG. As noted by Forbes, per the SecTMGTG report, sales of only $1.4 million in its first year. In 2022, Truth Social lost $50 million. In the first half of 2023, it has lost another $23 million. The filing cites TMTG's ability to continue as a going concern as evidenced by its shoddy numbers in the last few years. TMTG believes that it may be difficult to raise additional funds through traditional financing sources in the absence of material progressing towards completion of its merger with Digital World, the filing adds. Um, the company as a whole, the filing notes, is linked to the ex-president's reputation and popularity, and it may diminish if Trump's likability were to suffer. At the time of the merger, TMTG was valued at a whopping $875 million, a number that has since fallen to between $5 and $25 million per financial disclosure made this year by Trump to the Federal Election Commission. Damn. That's worse than Bud Light. <laughs> Holy crap. Now, look, I'm going to tell you why this happened. Sit down, you little nerds. Daddy's going to talk to you, okay? (laughs) No. Truth Social did the exact same thing that Parler did. Now, of course, there were extenuating circumstances of this. I will acknowledge that. But unlike Parler and stuff like that, when the censorship really kicked up, everybody went to Parler. And what happened? The big-name Turning Point influencers, and I think that Candace Owens' husband was a part owner of Parler. He bought it or something like that. Um... All the mega, mega TPUSA people, all the MAGA people were instantly verified. Their followings grew. There was massive favoritism shown towards these people. But Parler had started to grow. I was even on Parler for a while. I think I'm still on there. I haven't been on my account. I had like 25,000. It's dead. Nobody's on Parler anymore. Um, but Parler then faced an it's where, issue. That's where I go when I want to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I don't even think, cause I know I followed Molly Yiannopoulos over there and then he went to Telegram and then, you know, his brand's just dead. And then Ali Alexander, who turned out to be a little uh, boy lover, his, his reputation's dead. Um, but it was interesting to see how this happened because then you remember that Apple said that the only way we'll feature you on our platform is that if you put moderation in place to censor motherfucker, you know, people like that, I got to work on my cussing. I'm sorry about that folks. Uh, and so, you know, that was a major kill for, for Parler. And then along comes, you know, a while later, we had Getter, MeWe, United Gun Group, which fell flat on its ass. We had a lot of different people out there, you know, trying their damnedest yeah. to counter social media, which proves that capitalism does work. It doesn't mean it's always going to succeed, but it's at least given the ample opportunity. And if it fails, well, then it fails because of the masses, because the masses didn't want it. But true social comes along. We talked about this yesterday. I know we were excited for True Social. It was like, hey, finally, finally a way to get away from the censorship. You know, it's Trump's platform. I didn't think it was going to be Trump was the face of it. It just seemed like, hey, Trump's starting this new platform. Let's do this. Well, unfortunately, True Social went the way of Parler that all the MAGA accounts, all the Trump loyalists instantly verified, instantly have massive followings. Granted, they have followings on other platforms. I will give a lot of that to that, but they're also favored. The president was retweeting his most loyal people. Their followings grew. And then before you knew it, um, you know, Elon comes along and buys Twitter. I don't think Trump saw that coming. I don't think any of us saw that coming. And that is basically what just sunk Trump's boat. 
So you think so? Oh, a hundred percent. Because everybody was over there, but I then I just don't know that it was going to make it anyway. You don't think so? No. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because you, you're right, it is an echo chamber. Oh, it's a and massive if you echo say chamber. Anything negative about Donald Trump, Trump or yeah. just his policies? Yeah. You oh, know. you get attacked. Oh, yeah. You get ratioed hard. Now, if it's you like, would, okay. but, you know, fuck that. Who cares? But if you want to go make some boomers mad, go on True Social and troll troll some Trumpers. It's hilarious. I need to start doing that again, like posting that content on Twitter. It's hilarious. But Elon goes in there and buys Twitter, and people are talking about Trump needs to come back. But I don't think, you know, number one, Trump can't come back. He's under uh, contractual obligations to make it work. It's not working. You should sell it to me, Elon. <laughs> What's Elon going to do with it? So you gave me a failed platform, bro. Yeah, thanks. I don't know. Um, but that was funny. But that, that happens. To, uh, what's his face? Uh, the rapper. God, what's his name? Yee? Kanye West. Kanye? Yeah. Use it for your presidential bid in 2028, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I said. It's like, I'm never voting Trump again. So if DeSantis doesn't get it, I'm writing in Kanye. <laughs> Why not? It's better than Biden. But uh, no, so that happened. True Social, just massive echo chamber. I know we had ran some ads through True Social. We tried to do some ads for Shellshock and nothing, not nothing. It, and that's when I started to really kind of wake up and say like, wait a minute, it, this dead. Like we saw no traffic increase on our website. It's like, dude, this like went out into the ether of Trump support and there's nothing there. Yeah. But man, drop a um, drop an NFT Boomer grandparents are going to buy them things up in a heartbeat. They don't even know what they're buying. Dude, those things went quick. They did. They did. I mean, he, that was smart. Yeah, it he, was. He needed to raise money fast. He, he did. But at the same time, though, he's spending money. He just dropped $20 million in uh, attack ads on DeSantis in Iowa. And it's like, you're really dropping. You see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you make stupid decisions, dude. You make really stupid decisions because Trump is really betting on winning that presidency because I think that's ultimately what's going to save him. It's going to save his assets because right now he's into some really hot water. Uh, you know, I think if there's no shenanigans in the election, that mm -hmm. I think he won. I mean, I think he won 2020. I don't, I don't think he will. I, think I he really will. don't. I, you know, his popularity among conservatives has dropped drastically because the DeSantis camp, like myself, is just like, dude, what's the point? Like, what's really the point with this anymore? Because essentially the policies mirror each other to like seven degrees of separation, if you, you will. You know what I'm waiting for is... Armageddon? When he gets to the... I'm cheering it on with popcorn, when he, baby. When he finally gets the nomination and it's just him and then he's hyper-focused on destroying the Joe Biden administration and, and how they fucked everything up. They did. They did. But... He should have been that way from the get-go. There was no need. Been, uh, there was no know, need for this infighting. It's, but I think people forget about it, and uh, I don't think he, so because this was not. This, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think. I don't think the attacks of 2015 and 2016 against fellow conservatives pale. They pale in comparison to what Trump has done against DeSantis. You think so? Absolutely. I don't know. He went Bro, after Jeb Bush. Hard. Pedophile accusations are disgusting. Pedophile accusations are abhorrent. That's just that's below the belt. That's too far. Um, and it's, just, it's everything. It's nonstop with it. But, and then his surrogates, oh my God, these people are just unhinged. And then Donald Trump Jr. says he wants to make Laura Loomer white house secretary, press secretary. I'm like, this woman is a vile, disgusting creature. Like she's I, accused Casey DeSantis like, of like faking cancer to draw attention to herself, calls him horrible. But just the things you, like, I had to mute her on Twitter. I cannot stand this woman. Yeah, think, but if that's who Trump and his, his minions surround themselves with, uh, you are the company you keep. I, I'm into Roger Stone, that degenerate, Caitlyn Jenner. I'm sorry. This Marxist agenda has been ushered in, and Trump did nothing to stop it. He sits there and condones trans in the in the pageants. And it's like, okay, come on. So Trump also goes back and forth. It doesn't make sense. He says, we don't want trans in boys' sports. 
but you'll allow trans people in your beauty pageants. I don't understand that. Does he have, he doesn't own that beauty pageant. He sold it. Well, before he did it, he allowed trans people to participate. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, 100%. Go look it up. Because he sold it, I thought, right before the 2016 election. Yeah, but prior to that, he he allowed trans people in there. Yeah, Yeah. it was a big deal. And I was kind of like, when I saw that, I was like, wait. Your stance on this is that you don't like, want them competing in sports, like, which I think is fair. Like but then, I don't care about any of that stuff. What I care about is low gas prices. Well, you know, tax. I feel like it's time but that we I'll, do start caring about that because now that's infecting Junior, our kids. I would say uh, I, I wouldn't want that guy having any no. kind of suggestions about who needs to be where. But like, he's, he's not. I'm not voting for that kid. But I'm what you just said, though, is like if we say Trump. I don't care about that stuff, I care about the economy. That's fair. But then look what's being pushed in the schools as far as pornography for kids for homosexuality and bullshit like that's that. That's local government stuff. That's, that's what I'm talking that's, about. Though. That's, that's parents have to get. I agree, but their local but should it even come down to that? That parents have to get involved. Shouldn't a federally yeah, funded? Should. No, I, I, think, I, think I think a federally yeah. funded thing that is basically coming if, from our taxpayer money should not, not be supported by you, any way. Yeah. The Marxist agenda must be combated. If you're not, if you're a parent and you're not involved in your kid's school, then that's your fault. You can't expect the government to come in and like just. I'm do not saying they shouldn't you. be, but I'm saying we should never have even gotten to this point where this would ever be culturally accepted. Yeah, well, evil's real. <laughs> I agree with you, and it comes in the form of the trans agenda, which I do not agree with. But again, when we go back to what Trump surrounds himself with, like it makes me wonder, it's like, where, what are your stances here then, man? Because I just feel like... You say one thing and then do another. But, you know, we, he goes after, you know, d- he supports Disney. Disney donates to Trump. And then Trump sides with Disney against DeSantis when they're pushing the LGBTQ nonsense on kids. As I, I, I just don't get your stance here. Like, it's one thing to do ad homs at a candidate. But Trump has done more than that. He has fiscally taken donation to these people. Donald Trump Jr. said, again, I've, I've quoted this so many times, like, hey, God, hey, man, don't, don't boycott Bud Light. They, they donate to the GOP. It's like, I don't care. You put Dylan Mulvaney, that basket case up there. What did you expect to happen? So they say one thing and then do another. They surround themselves with these geez, lukewarm, milk toast Republicans. It's like, pick a side already. Just be Democrats. Just say you're liberals. But that's never the case. But anyway, but yeah, true social plummeting. It's just, it's, it's 2024. I, there's speculation right now. They just dropped. And again, it's been a year and some change. And it's dropped that fast. That fast. Damn. Sure love all this winning we're doing, don't we? <laughs> you're going to win so much. You're going to be tired of winning. I'm tired of losing. I am so tired of losing. I will say it's impressive that he put together a social media site and, you know, maybe his, maybe he could work just with his group of people. I don't oh, know. that's what I'm thinking he's banking on. But at the same time, his overhead, what he's already put into it. They said this merger has been stalled. It's been paused because they're just like his likability has dropped a lot. What was the causation of that? What's the only thing he's done differently since his presidency? It was criticizing DeSantis and Republicans. Yeah, he, I'm sure he turned a lot of people off. So it's kind of like, like but that's just. But Trump knew that and he should have known that if you are the face of your brand and you go that direction, you're going to lose a lot of support. Specifically, it's the same as Bud Light argument. If your primary uh, consumer base consists of nothing but, I shouldn't say nothing but, but a lot of conservatives, then you, when you bring on a trans person, what did you think? How do you think they're going to accept that? And the same with Trump. You know, you can sit there and say that you're you're the face of the brand, and then you attack a very well liked conservative. Your brand's going to suffer. Yeah. And as no, as someone that owns that company, it's like, bro, you're not making good fiscal decisions here because Trump could have actually had the best of both worlds. Like I've said this so many times, you did not have to attack the Santa. You could have ran a clean campaign. I think he'd be 10 times more popular than it is now. True social would probably be flourishing a little bit, but Elon's purchasing of Twitter did pose a massive iceberg to his Titanic. I really do think that yeah. because I think it just, the biggest thing was that Trump put together a social, his team did, but it was very 
It was like duct tape together. When you first logged on, it took months to get in there. And then once you did it, like you couldn't get messages, you couldn't get DMs, you couldn't originally post videos. It's like, what's the point in this? So I don't know. But down 75 million in under a year is like, dude, that's so the speculation is will it make it to will it make it through 2024? Because if Trump loses the presidency, uh, it's dead. It's dead in the water. This thing is not coming back. So, or unless Elon go, well, no, even if Elon went hardcore um, suspension and all that, I, I still don't think I'd ever go back to true social. I just, I wouldn't, but I don't know. Speaking of the news, oh, we're taking your calls today, folks. By the name, by the, the, uh, the number is 214-817-1689. Again, 214-817-1689. Feel free to call in debate if you want or call in and say whatever. It's really up to you. Uh, but moving on, <laughs> even China, China is mocking, um, Newsom. This is bad. Did you see where, uh, was it Xi Jinping came to visit? Oh yeah. Yeah. If we got a call, right? Yeah, sure. Let's take a call. We'll start at the beep. Yellow. Hey, George, how are we doing today? What's going on, man? Well, I'm actually, you know, some of the silver lining in that. I'm home from work for, for illness, but I get to actually listen to the show live. That only happens on Mondays. So well, there you go. So I wanted to call. So when you're talking about the, the debates, because I was watching them up until putting my kids to bed. Yeah. And something I disagree when you say I didn't see passion in DeSantis. I thought he, I saw him coming off as that guy who you could see the conviction, mm-hmm. but he wasn't being over the top like Vivek. Vivek was clearly trying to be Trump Jr. DeSantis ah. was, nope, you, if you okay. looked in his eyes, I could see it. He had that, but he clearly knew who he was playing against. I could see it in his it eyes. It doesn't work if you got two, you, <laughs> it doesn't work when you got two monkeys up there. <laughs> Nikki Haley was already making a fool of herself and Vivek was being, and they're just up there flipping each Donald other. Yeah, you know, that's I, I really think, what it was. It's going to be subjective, no matter how you look at it. I do like you know. I'm not going to sit there and be so naive to think that Vivek does not do a good job. He does. I think a lot of what Vivek says, I agree with, but I just yeah. know he flip flops so much. But Vivek also goes, like you said, a little too far. He comes off as a used car salesman. He laughs too much. When instead of like you know when Nikki fires back at him, he just or like Chris Christie in the original basically, like, come over here, give me a hug. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, dude, stop, just stop. The showmanship is ridiculous. But with DeSantis though, now don't get me wrong, I like DeSantis. I think he's probably the more conservative and the more constitutionally sound candidate that we have to vote for. But DeSantis is also he's different. He's just he's very intelligent. This guy went to very high end Ivy League schools, and you usually see with high intelligent people, they're kind of socially awkward sometimes. And the other part is, especially in the officer corps, if you've been in the military, you know the officers, they're just a bunch of damn nerds. They really are. Like, Because when they go to college, like, land to land, to beta chops, whatever, we're going to go drink two keg stands. Like, ah, yeah, whatever, dude. Enlisted dudes, like, we're out there slinging drugs, doing drugs, banging hookers, and then we're going to the military and straightening up our act. But that's normally the impression you get from officers. DeSantis is very educated. He's I'm actually surprised at how articulate he is. But I, having seen the opposite side of him, when he's going at it with the press, it's like, I like seeing that guy because that guy's real. That guy shows, like, look, I'm sick of your crap. This is the truth. But DeSantis is doing something that I feel
feel like a lot of people are not accustomed to, and that's actually acting like a damn adult. It's like actually acting like a president because the thing I'm watching for right now, and I applied this, and if you watch the debates, I apply this fairly to every single candidate. It's can I see this person negotiating for American interests on the international stage? I do see that with Haley. I do see that with Christie. I did not see that with Tim Scott. I did not see that with the other two that just dropped out. Um, I do see that with DeSantis. I don't see that with Vivek Ramaswamy. I think that guy puts on a show, but I also think that Vivek, if he's pressed hard enough, will fold like a shirt. So realistically, I, I just disagree, but it's also subjective, man. Everybody, it's in the opinions in the eye of the beholder, same as beauty. So, I mean, if you saw a conviction, that's fine. You know, I hope they do see conviction because I, I agree. I like DeSantis. I think he's better. Um, but when it comes to actual, like, fire, what dominated the news after? It was Haley and Vivek going at it with each other, which it's no fault of DeSantis. Oh, that's just our stupid media. So You're not wrong. Oh, I know. I'm and never wrong. I am never wrong, wrong sir. Wrong. We should clip that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you're not wrong about the officer corps either. I actually <laughs> dropped out of ROTC in college just because I, I was like, these are nerds. I'm never wrong, man. <laughs> I'm in charge. They're a bunch like, of nerds. Yeah. That was actually what turned that's what turned me off to Penn military is they were the nerds that were, I get to be in charge and you conform to me. There and you like, go. Yes. Yes. Cool, it's like, great, now great I'm in charge. Yeah. Right now. You don't get to stuff me in a locker anymore. I have these bars. Say, I mean, you're a nerd. Shut up, sir. Listen to the platoon. Sorry. You know what the hell you're talking about? Your lifespan in Vietnam was like 17 seconds. You get clipped so quick for being stupid. I appreciate your call, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, taking more of your calls. It's 214-817-1689. If you're on, if you're watching on Twitter, do me a favor, retweet the space or retweet the uh, podcast. I appreciate it. Like, I love listening to Twitter spaces. Twitter spaces are like my new, uh, daily radio. A lot of great opinions. A lot can of you great. listen to Twitter, um, like with your phone off, you know what I'm saying? In the background. Yes. You yes, can? Yeah. I forget how you do it, but it's something like you have, I don't know, man, you got to fumble around with it, but you can do it to where it's kind of like if you turn off your phone, you can have YouTube music playing in the background. Cause that's one thing I really like about rumble mm -hmm. is that I can yeah. listen to a podcast or whatever on my phone and I, it doesn't have to be on. So mm -hmm. it continuously. Plays. No, I, I, um, there we go. Yeah. Did we get featured again? No, I don't think we got featured again. Somebody said we did, but I don't think we did. Um, these people are actually trying to like come in here and like post their own. You know, you're getting bigger when like people are trying to like piggyback off of you and post their own links to watch. It's like, come on, man, have some respect. Yes, thanks. More calls. The number is 214 817 1689. Feel free to call in and voice, voice your opinion. You can agree, you can disagree. It's completely up to you. Start at the beat. Yellow. Uh, yes, I'm calling into the show. Yeah. Who would you like to talk to? Uh, well, I mean, either one, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Could could you mute Could you mute your radio in the background for us real quick, please? We'd love to pass you through. They're, they're standing by. Now, now John's a little heated, so be careful how you talk to him, okay? Uh, okay. I'm yeah, totally okay. kidding, bro. This is John. <laughs> I'm kidding with you, dude. <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, yeah, I just want to bring up the talk, you know. I do like Ron DeSantis. I live right here in Georgia, not far from the Florida border. Could you but could you speak up a little bit, sir? You're coming in really. Can you, you're coming in a little low. Could you speak up a little bit, please? Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Now, uh, yeah. Since Ron Ron took over Florida, I'm here and I, I like that a lot of stuff he's done. Mm -hmm. But what I've been saying all along, until he addresses uh, the election integrity, uh, I don't know if you you. The guys on your show keep up with Chris Jersky and what he found out about the voter rolls. Yeah. Out there, you know, fake addresses and stuff. Yeah. I can like everything that Ron has done in Florida. Mm -hmm. 
But until he addresses election integrity, if, if these state GOPs do not yeah. push going yep. back to voting the old style way, yep. it, he will he will never get my support. If you're going to keep denying election fraud mm-hmm. when they've been talking about these machines for over 50 years and you're still going to keep using them, you're still going to outsource your voter rolls, you got a crooked uh, election board up there in Tallahassee. I mean, the links to other companies and some of these printing companies it's all there i can't remember everything i don't retain as well as i used to right but i've been head deep knee deep in all this election fraud stuff for you know since mm-hmm. it started you say 50 right, years we didn't start using dominion software until like what 2016 no it's been around for a, they, they've been talking about dominion software really? since like 2005 okay so then but uh, you know i yeah, for I me it's just kind of like 19, you can go back to 1972 we were using them back then. They started talking about oh, you talking about like rigged elections? Well, let's just be fair. I think a lot of elections have a lot of meddling going on in them. But the problem is that when you have 65 different judges throughout these cases from a lack of evidence, it, it's this is like such a slippery slope. I'm not denying that there is not election interference. We saw that. We saw that in like Wisconsin, Wait. 2 o'clock in the morning when it like spiked up. So what's going on in Fulton County right now? Yeah, what's that about? Well, I mean... Uh, you saw the Ruby Freeman tapes and the, and the fake story they made up to get people out. You've got 37,000 duplicate ballots. No, I didn't uh, see that one. Early as yeah. I think December. Yeah. When was uh, this? If you go to the Gateway Pundit, that's where you see a lot of elections. Okay. I'll have to go look at that one. Fraud everywhere. Can you. And the Georgia record. Are you watching on Rumble? Can you post the link in Rumble chat for me, please, so we can look this up? Yeah, I'm watching it on Rumble. I got it on my fire stick and, uh, it just doesn't, you know, there's no oh, way okay. Damn it. Okay. Know. We'll have to go look. But, you know, the other thing, though, uh, let's talk about the election fraud stuff like that. Because the thing with, like, the GOP in general is they're telling Trump that, like, we need to veer away from this. This is going to cost us a lot of votes because they don't want to keep hearing about this. It's like we got to move past this. Also, you saw Jenna Ellis. You saw uh, the... The Kraken lawyer come out and say, like, no, like, this wasn't election fraud. Even his own his team has turned on him saying this. Actually, we actually told him he lost. He didn't believe us. And so he basically ran with this narrative. Now, I'm not saying it's lying. I'm not saying it's true. But what my thing is, though, it's kind of like, look, we instead of, like, saying focusing on the rigged election, because they're not going to overturn it. We have to acknowledge this is not going to go overturned. Do what they've been doing, which we've seen in Texas, Georgia, Arizona, Florida, places like that. Lock down the election laws basically make it impossible to cheat. You know, no more of this mail-in balloting. But at the same time, though, uh, I agree with you. I think the election fraud is ridiculous, but then it poses the question of why did Trump sign the CARES Act to put millions of dollars into mail-in ballot voting when he said that's the biggest way they're going to cheat? Uh, that issue there, I'm not familiar with what they're doing at right there. Yeah, just go look we up the CARES Act. Yeah. Everywhere mail-in ballots yep. are instituted. Yep. You see the higher levels of fraud. Eventually turn blue, and it never goes back. Look at the yeah. voting patterns before two, early 2000. Yeah. States, a lot of states would go back and forth. Yep. Once the Democrats take over with a mail-in ballot, they stay blue forever. And yeah. you can't, you know, that, that's common sense. Yeah, ballot harvesting, you know, mail-in if, ballots. If because before, the only time you got a mail-in ballot is the absentee 30, ballot. It's well, either it's all about it. It starts off with the dirty voter rolls when everything's outsourced to these private corporations where George Soros has a tie to every damn one of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's common sense. You know, you don't need proof. It's there in front of your eyes. Look at the graphic from Dr. Frank with the, you know, you're going to tell me the same percentage of 18 year olds voted in every county, the same percentage in every single county of the state. I mean, come on, same, you know, 18, yeah. 19, 20-year-olds up to the 80-year-olds. 
Yeah, it's so, there. So what's going on in the third? algorithm is there in the machine. I mean, I, you know, it's not hard to program machines to flip boats. I've done, I've taken a lot of programming classes as a, as somebody just coming out of college, and you know, if you've ever gone to college, taking these classes, they don't give you near, uh, you know, the knowledge that you're going to need. Yeah, yeah they give you the basics. They yeah. just give you the basics. And as a basic programmer back there in the early 80s, I can write this program. How mm-hmm. can this be proprietary mm-hmm. when they won't let you look into it? Why does it take election experts to count one? Yeah. Not denying that. I mean, That's why I feel like we have to lock down the laws. My, my point is about Ron. I can like Ron, but if you're not going to clean up your state and push to go back to the old-fashioned way of voting uh, with transparency where everybody can see <clears> how the vote is being counted, you know, you, you're trying to stay away from rigged elections, but the most important thing to the foundation of this is elections. If I agree. Not electing people and they're being selected for you, it's the same old story of the past. Yeah, the billionaires and the corporations are controlling the freaking world. But then now, I, I agree with you. I, I agree that we should get away from that type of ballot voting. I think it should be in-person voting. You have to have an actual identification to be able to vote. But at the same time, and I agree with you, but now we have to question is why hasn't Trump made any gains to do that before the re-election? Because he even said there was a lot of speculation about this. Why didn't we implement, you know, basically federal oversight on these elections? Well, I mean, the federal governments aren't supposed to be involved in federal elections. If you look it up in the Constitution, for True. one thing, the state legislators are the only people allowed to make elections. Right. And then, but they're not upholding it. And when you say evidence, the courts have not looked at the evidence. But they, that's, that's also what I'm trying to say, though. How is there going to be a federal investigation? <clears throat> so, okay, let, let's, let, let's look at Arizona, for example. Arizona, we had, uh, we had uh, Kerry Lake versus Hobbs, okay? And they said there was a lot of cheating out there. And then if we say that states have to handle their own elections and then the basically incumbent says, well, I'm going to run the investigation. Do you really trust that? Yeah, Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake. I don't trust none of these. Exactly. Exactly. But what I'm trying to say, though, is like like me, who who doesn't have any money and any power, Mm -hmm. you're going to, you know, it's like they say, you know, it takes virtuous people to uphold the law. Otherwise, it's just a piece of paper. You can wipe your ass. (laughs) I'm not lying. I don't don't disagree on that. I I don't disagree. If you don't have honorable people to uphold the law, and that's the problem, because Mm -hmm. these are selections, not elections. Mm -hmm. I think there should be investigations done because I think you realize that during 2020, every state changed election laws. You had judges, you had the secretary of state and the Supreme court wouldn't even take it up. They were changing times of voting. Yeah, I agree. That only state, they they should have taken it up. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we stop fighting. I agree. I mean, you know, my goal is and what I've been trying to do is you have to take over your counties and you have to, you know, Bump the state, bump, bump the federal government, run your own election. If nothing else, you need to learn to fight dirty like them. Don't report your vote. Wait, wait, wait till the Democrat cities report third. Don't, don't count your mail-in ballots. Don't give them information, which is what they have. They have real-time information now. But I want to go back to your main point, though, as far as saying that, you know, the federal government shouldn't be involved in it. But if Trump's the president and there is state-level, um, like we said, there's a lot of uh, voter uh fraud and stuff like that, do you want the state itself that probably facilitated that fraud to be able to investigate itself, or would you like federal oversight? Well, there should be Republicans on... Uh, I, I, got, I got some stories for you on that one. There's a lot of Republicans that are not actually yeah, showing up to watch. Go, yeah, just real quick, go right back now, to the... Uh, nobody in government. 
Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying at least it's one more safeguard that ensures like, because I mean, you know, Democrats are going to protect their own. They're going to they're going to make sure their guy gets the votes and stuff like that. But I feel like when a when Republicans in charge, when he's in when the, we have a federal government that's like more right leaning and then you have all this voter fraud, like shouldn't there be federal investigations that? Yeah, there should be. So in Fulton County, there was one hundred fifty thousand alleged counterfeit ballots. OK, one hundred fifty thousand. Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on. Josh is talking real quick. Go ahead. So one hundred fifty thousand ballots that were being challenged right. from the 2020 election. This is in Fulton County? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then they were, they had 22 months to produce these to the court. And 22 then, months? Then they destroyed them. Oh, so yeah. So they destroyed yeah. all the evidence. Yeah. Go figure. So now you have the two yeah, attorneys who were on, like, hiding up the case. Mm-hmm. They backed out. So yeah. they've withdrawn themselves from the election Correct. fraud case. Because there's nothing they can do here. Yeah, that's they, no, well, they the destroyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, but here's the other thing, though. Now you've got your, you've got your 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 practical approach there, which I, I see your point there. But now, what good is this going to do for DeSantis to challenge the 2020 election results when the very same guy that well, you're wanting him well, to defend is been Florida? Attacked? Oh yeah, yeah, he runs 100 percent one Florida. Since he's been governor, since he's been governor, mm-hmm. he's had over four years. All he did was create an election integrity group mm-hmm. that when Chris Jersky goes and gives them the evidence of these fake addresses and how the voter rolls change mm-hmm. constantly. You know, one woman, uh, three months she lives here, she votes. Then she, yeah. moves, she gets changed to another county, and she votes over there. I mean, they won't look into it. They, mm. they prosecuted a few election fraud cases, but they're not, they're not, he's not doing enough. You have to go back to voting. He needs to do that in Florida. If he does that in Florida, so you're saying you're uh, saying that you like the symbology like, of him actually doing he, that. If he could push that law to go back to voting for one day right there, yeah. he would win. Think so? But because by staying away from it, because uh, I don't know how many people believe like I do. Because uh, I think there's I a lot of people that see it your way. More from Fox or anywhere else. I go to independent journalists, mm-hmm. uh, Revolver News, wherever, Gateway Pundit. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you know who Joe Oltman is on Conservative Daily. I do not. These are honest people, and they, they're they doing all the work for you. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand how these elections are being rigged, go to Conservative Daily. Look up some of their podcasts. You got Dr. Doherty. You got Jeff O'Donnell. There's proof in Mesa County. They had a forensic image of it that they took before they updated the machines that mm-hmm. showed uh, that's not written, supposed to be written into the program of voting. It creates two databases. And, it, and you know it's not human error, but it did it in two elections. He took a forensic image before Dominion came in there to uh, of the machine, then let them come in there and do the update. And when they did the update, it destroyed all the 2020 election evidence. But she had it, gave it to some independent people. The first 25,000 votes in Mesa County the votes went into a database, you know, call a database a folder. Here's all the votes. Then all of a sudden, the second database was created where 5,000 of those first 25,000 votes did not get put into the second database. Every vote that came in after that did. 5,000 votes just disappeared magically. And, if, you know, and of course, you know, Dominion, none of this was supposed to happen. It happened in the 2020 election. Then it happened in another local election uh, like four months, three months later. About four months later, instead it was after 8,000 votes were put into the first database, it created the second database, and 4,000 votes disappeared. And a red county went from having red commissioners, where I believe all four of the Democrats won that local election. 
I'm looking at right now, and DeSantis has done a lot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And DeSantis has done a lot here. I'm looking at the. I just pulled up uh, voter fraud. DeSantis. That's what I thought. Too. He's actually done a lot here. I'm, I'm reading a lot of lockdown, not lockdown. Excuse me, wrong word to use on that one. As far as for voter rights, even in 2022 alone, I, I would just suggest go look at what he's done to try and lock it down, to try and make sure the elections are not rigged. That's what he won down in what Miami Dade. Which yeah, is, yeah, he uh, flipped Miami Dade. Yeah. Uh, but he voter fraud crackdown, uh, 20 charges or lever for voter fraud in Florida by DeSantis' team. Uh, and these are all dated variously. I'm, I'm not really sure what you're going at here because because uh, I'm not going to lie. I have not focused on the rigged elections anymore because I feel like it's just it's one of those things that we got to lock down the elections, make sure the security is put into place, the laws are respected. Um, you, I would you, like you, to see federal you, oversight. You cannot win in rigged elections. You cannot vote your way out of tyranny in rigged elections. It's never going to happen. Well, I You'll agree with you, but your your point there, though, originally is that DeSantis You'll is not doing enough. You'll never see a Republican president ever again. No Republican is going to win in 20. If you thought 2020 was bad, they cannot stop doing what they're doing. They're all in. They know that they've been caught. I think there needs to be more they oversight from the GOP let, on this one, for sure. They cannot let Trump win. They cannot let DeSantis win. DeSantis will not win if it's not Trump on the ticket. We'll have to say. And I'll vote for. I'll vote for. I will. will definitely vote for Ron if he were to win. Mm-hmm. But until until you, he's had the power to, to at least steer the state legislature there. Okay, but let me ask you this: you so start with the voter roll. You said you if DeSantis wins, you're talking about if DeSantis roll. wins the primary. You say if DeSantis wins the primary, you'll vote for him. But let's get to say you're going to vote for Trump if he doesn't. Or so. Wait, who are you voting for in the primary? Well, I hadn't voted in over 30 years until 2022, but I, I, it didn't take me long to figure out. Last time I voted for a president was Ross Perot. <laughs> yeah, but he I actually had a chance. Both, I, yeah, I that... realized how corrupt both parties were back then. We weren't a constitutional republic back in the 80s. No, we weren't. We're still not even and close to being it. one. All right, man. No, I, no, I appreciate and, your call. I mean, I'm just somebody that believes in individual freedom, and I get to decide how my money is spent. I, I don't agree. want the government doing anything. It'll never be the way I want it. I yeah, that. yeah, I agree. And Trump is Trump is not the answer for me, but right now Trump, in my opinion, is the best. Ron should have waited until twenty twenty eight, but he needs to clean. If he cleans up his state, mm-hmm. I promise mm-hmm. you, there's just no way all these Trump supporters, supporters, and the people that believe in the election rigging like I do yeah. would not vote for him and give up and, and, and be all in on. It. I don't know. I think there's a growing number of people out there that just feel like this election thing needs to be put behind us, lock down the states, make sure the voting is done on the up and up. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like going back to the 2020 rigged elections keeps blowing up in Trump's face. Again, he talked about he had the proof. The proof never surfaced. Now he says that in the upcoming months. And a lot of this Trump's is Trump's doing. He sits there and says, I have the proof. He says, I'm going to be releasing the proof over the next upcoming months. Well, it just happens to coincide with the primaries between him and DeSantis. Like, look, if you've got the proof, like, I think we can all agree. If you've got proof, release it now. And then when we see this election was rigged, I think that'll probably win a lot more people back over to the MAGA team. I think him dragging it out just comes off across like very, bro, you're grasping at straws right now. But the idea, though, if you say like DeSantis should have waited, you talk about being constitutionalist. I disagree. I think when you have competition, it's going to only increase the value of the market. When you have competitors that go out there and challenge Trump, it's needed. Because when you have someone that grows too comfortable in their position, they start to kind of like backtrack on things. And we have to agree that, you know, if we say that we want to be a constitutional republic, I cannot back a president that sat there during the lockdowns, orchestrated the jab, attacked the Second Amendment, is a cultural Marxist at heart because he hobnobs the likes of Bruce Jenner, the trans agenda. I look at what DeSantis has done in Florida, and you can actually see the voting track record of his gubernatorial career. 
And it's like, I'm sorry. I think DeSantis probably gets it better done, but also that also comes into play that, you know, oh, Florida I, turned. I'm not going de- to deny all the good things that he did down in Florida. I've seen him and, and I've liked him and I've heard, you know, yeah. he's talking about what he's doing with the schools, getting rid of that stuff out yeah. there, getting the porn books out of the that thing. I, I, I'm not going to argue those things he did. He was on a roll. But I think so I get your reasoning. It's like, it's not going to matter who you vote for. If we don't lock down the elections, it's never going to be a Republican again. Exactly. Yeah, I, I feel mean, you. Go to on YouTube Academy of Ideas. Look yeah. that up. You cannot vote your way out of tyranny. Oh, yeah. The only thing you can do is to be non-compliant and civil disobedient. Yeah. You know, and it, and yeah, it almost feels like that's not even enough anymore. If you think about it, like civil dis- civil disobedience doesn't really get us anything anymore. Because I mean, look at the BLM riots. Yeah, unless you're the BLM. Unless riots. you're black and you go out there and you commit ultimate acts of violence towards black-owned businesses, the government doesn't listen. But if you go out there and you peacefully protest, it just seems like they don't care. And it's kind of like it's the government's fault. Like you have people that are assembling peacefully and the government does nothing. They don't even listen to them. But then when you get people all worked up, riled up, throwing rocks, Molotov cocktails, assaulting white people in the streets, it's like, ah, now we're going to start listening. And then we have to give an ear to the BLM and the BLM is a grifter organization. So it's kind of like I get the civil disobedience, but I think the people are getting fed up with it. I think they're having enough to where it's like, look, what good is because even today there's like 100,000 people we talked about earlier outside of D.C. or outside of the White House, Jewish people protesting. And it's all peaceful. They're singing, they're dancing, they're praying. Ain't nobody caring. I, mean, I shouldn't say it that way, but it's like the government's not going to listen. Although I think DeSantis well, is actually, I mean, and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think DeSantis well, is actually. When I say civil disobedience, go ahead. When I say civil disobedience and stuff, you have to do it on a county level. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get anything done. Yeah, it's got to start the. You yeah, have yeah. To start on the county level being non-compliant. Yeah, grassroots. You know, and, and it makes no sense to fund your own slavery and, and to pay protection money. I like to, that. Uh, a mob is what we're doing with the government. So you take over your county. This one county here recently, uh, that's how bad my mind is. I mean, this is recently. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, They booted out every single, they booted out every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And now they're in control of the county. Yeah. But, you you know, if you take over your county, you can defund the state and the federal government. Oh, yeah, you you start firing local, yeah. Will any of what I'm saying happen? More than likely not. I don't know, man. You you never know. You you never know. get you a constitutional sheriff. You yeah. have to get a constitutional sheriff who will not let your state FBI come in, the FBI, the IRS, and nothing like that come in. You I mean, Sanders even said he pardoned Trump. Self-sufficient. You will become self-sufficient. And would it be easy? No. You're going to run into some hardships and stuff. But if you want to remain free, yeah, voting in Trump is not going to stop. It will only slow it down. He's too much of a socialist. The government has gotten way out of control. It's too big. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, me, I'm not going to file taxes no more. They can kiss my. Uh, you know, kiss my not, I don't want to out you here, bro. Now we're going to get calls from the IRS. Yeah, like, uh, John, okay. who was on your show? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've already made up my mind. I've made up my mind. I mm-hmm. found my hill to die on. I mean, I've been feeling like like this since my late 20s. And uh, there's a lot of things. You know, all right, brother. Well, I, I appreciate you call. We got to get we got to get moving on, man. Everybody, and I know I'm going to I know I'm going to lose. But it, it makes no sense to fund the same people that are trying that are yeah, going funding to our own slavery. You know what's like going to happen that. in the future. You keep up with stuff. Yeah. When these smart cities are here a hundred years from now, it's going to be total tyranny. You're never going to get out. Yeah. You're I never going to get out of it. That's why I feel like we should smart go with a more constitutional-based president. Well, All right, brother. Thank you for your call. I got to go, man. I'm sorry. I, I got to go. I appreciate your call, dude. I don't mean to hang up on you. It's like I got to take some other calls here. I get what he's saying, though. I do agree. 
that we do have to have election integrity. But like just doing a real quick search on DeSantis, there's just a lot of stuff been done in Florida. Yeah, I thought he did a pretty good yeah, job in Florida. Because Abbott did it in like, Texas, they did it in Georgia, they didn't air it well, they did it in Arizona too late. Uh, but he's not wrong that we do did have they to do secure. It in Arizona? Oh, actually, no, they didn't. I'm I sorry. Know. Yeah, that's because like, the whole thing. Yeah, was yeah. Very screwed up. If you looked at all that's this shit the other that thing. It's kind of like you know. I get what he's saying that you don't want federal involvement. It's like, but there needs to be a time though when it's called for. Say, for example, when you have Hobbs saying, "Oh, there's fraud. We'll investigate ourselves." Like we know how that's going to go, and look how it went. I mean, there has to be some federal oversight. But I agree with the premise of what he's saying that we do need to show up for the polls. We do need to have locking down these elections because, and he's right. If we don't do that, but that's why that's why I feel like. And maybe it's almost kind of a lost cause because you don't see leftist states doing this. Right. Leftist states want more illegal immigrants. They want more mail-in ballots. They that's want more. Doing. But that's what Republicans have to do in the same state. Like you said, like you've got to fight fire with fire. Aliens. Get our own illegal aliens. Let's import them from other places that actually support Republicans. Like, who's some conservative countries out there we can import some people from? So, uh, Taking more of your calls at 214-817-1689. That dude knows what he's talking about. Like I, now, yeah. I don't agree with him on the Florida thing because it's just like, but I also don't think it's politically smart for Sanders to go out there and keep challenging the 2020 elections. It's over. You got to move on. Uh, and you can't keep you know, beating that head horse. I think people are getting fed up with it. I don't know that you make it a, you know, a, the crux of your election, but I yeah. don't think you forget about it at I, all. Yeah, exactly. That's why you got to lock down. Like what's going on in Fulton County right now? What's unfolding right now? Yeah. I think is, you know, very telling. Interesting. That they destroyed all the ballots. They destroyed hmm. them. Yeah. Weird. They did that all over the place. Yeah. Uh, we're taking more of your calls, folks. Uh, again, going back to China mocks miraculously disappearance, miraculous disappearance of San Francisco's homeless for Xi Jinping. Did you see that that um, homeless encampment under the overpass took caught fire and permanently shut down the freeway? Yeah, like permanently, not just like permanently. He's doing a good job over there. Newsom's doing an A plus job. So when DeSantis debates him at the end of this month, I hope he brings that up. I really do. He should. It's like, bro, your your streets are set on fire. Like, your streets are being destroyed by homeless people. I'm rebuilding stuff in three weeks after freaking the hurricanes come through. Yeah. We are not the same, and you're not a serious candidate. Don't no. sit there and tell me that we're the same. DeSantis, your team, if you're watching, I know a few of them follow me on Twitter, make that a talking point. It's like, Newsom, you got homeless people starting fires under your freeways that taxpayers are paying for, and you're also paying them to be homeless. And it's like, I'm out here rebuilding stuff that taxpayers are paying me to do. Like, I'm making things happen. You're making things worse. It's like, our policies are not the same. The only reason you're cleaning up San Francisco is you let it get dirty to begin with. Uh, because... Xi Jinping is on his way over mm -hmm. there. Well, he also, and this is the thing I love. It's like when you try and get in front of something or you admit to it and act like it's not a big deal. Like he did this press conference, Newsom did. And he's like, you know, people are saying that we cleaned up for Xi Jinping. What's the truth? We did. But let me tell you something else. Like, well, I'm glad you just admitted your liar. I'm glad you just admitted your, that you only give a crap when a communist comes over here. And it's like, oh, we need to make, make it look presentable. It's like, yeah, I was thinking of the call. But I think it's ridiculous. It's like you make it look presentable when a, when a communist comes over here. Yellow. 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 So I'm out in California right now. You're talking about Xi Jinping and all that shit coming out here, right? Yeah. So we got the contract for that. The state just spent another uh, stop. Are you serious? Dollars just to put up. Yeah, we we have a contract to put up barricades for the company I work for to put up barricades for all this shit. They they called in all these people, pressure washing, steam cleaning. They care more about foreign government and what our shithole state looks like. So wait, your company got a million-dollar contract of taxpayer money to go out there and clean up the homelessness because a communist came to visit. No, no, no. We got a multi-million-dollar contract to put oh up barricades to protect, to protect them, to protect these people as they drive through this shithole street. 
They put up barricade, they put up barricade fencing, all this shit, and cleaned up all these. They've spent millions upon millions of dollars in this state of our tax dollars to clean this shithole up. It shows that they could do it in a week. They don't want to They don't to want do to, yeah. Why, why do you think they don't want to? They don't want to do it. Because it, it's their voter base. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're yeah. inundated with like punishment. Is it? I mean, what, Seems like don't it. you think Democrats would also want it cleaned up? I don't think they obviously care. not. They fucking took a they took a week to do it. The Democrats voted to do it, or they decided to do it for uh, the the fucking leader of the Chinese Communist Party to come out here. But I'm saying though, if like Democrats, and, no, I'm talking about in general. I don't mean for as far as Xi Jinping. I'm talking about in general. Like when Josh just said that Democrats want them there. Like, I kind of feel like, why would Democrats ever want to tolerate all this homelessness? Because, I mean, I think that's one thing that a lot of Democrats and Republicans can agree upon is the homelessness, the crime, the drug use, the rampant uh, uh, assaults, rapes, murders, things like that, just crime in general. I think Democrats are usually on the same page, but it's like, why wouldn't they get involved in this prior to the Xi Jinping's visit? Like, are we really caring that much about what a communist has to say about coming over here? Oh, it's so They must, dark. because so if, they cared, if they cared about it. <laughs> if they cared about it prior to that, they would have done it in a week. It yeah. took them. It took yeah. them less than a week to clean up giant homeless camps and clean stuff out. And we have. I see it. We. I'm in the Bay Area. I'm in the shithole. I live. <laughs> I live in the fucking worst possible place. But it's where the money is. Yeah. But we fucking. You see. Uh, you see fires under overpasses and and uh, is it, on is that common? highways all the time. Is that really that's common it's out very there? Common out here. I didn't know that because you're in Dallas. You don't see here. that. I, not even downtown Dallas. No, I don't think you see fires pretty much, but I mean, it's yeah. kind of a different breed of homeless it's, it's out there in California. Com- <laughs> you got some pyrotechnics out there. Very common out here. A pyromaniac, excuse yeah, me. Well, so yeah, well. So give me though. give me more you, details you, onto what this entailed. So they took a vote and then they voted unanimously, or not unanimously, but they voted to say that we want to essentially clean out the homeless encampments. So what else? You said they sprayed the concrete. They What else? What all was entailed in this? They pressure, they pressure washed down all the streets, all the gutters. They cleaned out everything. They, they, they uh, excuse me, they moved them all out. They, it's crazy. It's, and it literally in, in a matter of a week or two, they took care of the homeless problem in San Francisco. So all of it? Cleaned, like all of San Francisco? Of because they just, what's that? Like all of San Francisco? No, just in the areas where they're going to be going, where the motorcades are going to be going and stuff like that. Okay, so it clearly wasn't everybody. It was just to please the communist dictator. Exactly. And it's, it's okay. cleaning. It's, it's, it's crazy. But they, if they can take care of it in a week, why, why haven't they taken care of it for the last four years? Yeah. Why are they spending millions upon millions of tax dollars of making safe areas for these people to go? They have, they've set up clinics now where they can go. People can go with their bag of drugs, yeah. and they'll shoot them up. Yeah. They don't even have to shoot themselves up anymore. They can go, they've spent millions of dollars on this. Why not? Let's invest it in, you know, maybe some fucking mental health or something. Yeah. That was the thing that DeSantis been talking about, like bringing institutions back, which we should do. Mental institutions. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, we, I, mean I, I see a reason why the government didn't want to do that originally, because I think half of Congress would be committed right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. I Most didn't, I didn't know that, man. Budget. Thank you for calling in and educating us on that, because I had no idea it was like multi-million dollar contracts. It's like, because I'll be honest with you, like when you give it to the citizenry, it's like, all right, look guys, you got a thousand bucks, make this work. You know, they're going to like, okay, we got a thousand bucks, get rid of the homeless people. Let's just hire some gang dudes to like kick them all out. Like then comes the government, they're going to spend it on everything. Yeah, hire some dozers and just run through the fucking city, in my opinion. But yeah, no, yeah. uh, well, I appreciate your call, dude. Thanks for listening. Thanks, appreciate. Thank you. 
Be safe, guys. Uh, let's move on. So, you know, I got, I'm going to talk about this article real quick. It's been China mocks miraculously, miraculous disappearance of San Francisco's homeless for Xi Jinping. I liked how the previous caller talked about it. Like, it was only the route he was driving that they yeah. cleaned up. Like, they didn't give a damn about anything else. It was the route they were driving. What just, what a, what a joke. China state propaganda newsletter, news, newspaper told the Global Times observed on Monday that Beijing's heavily censored social media outlets had flooded with comments mocking the government of San Francisco for having miraculously disappeared overnight its notoriously massive homeless population. San Francisco is hosting the Asia Pacific Economic Corporation, APEC, summit, which is expected to attract a large number of world leaders and top international diplomats. Chinese director Xi Jinping is on the flight to San Francisco at press time and is expected to meet with American President Joe Biden on Wednesday. In anticipation for the summit, San Francisco officials erected barricades around APEC, event venues, and refurbished parks and public spaces. They have also dismantled longstanding homeless tents, communities taking up public space on sidewalks near the summit. Uh, once again, they put more favoritism and cleaning up for a communist than they do for their own people. And interesting. So that's what you got to do, folks. If you want to get over here and America, get your citizenship, cross over the southern border illegally. And if you want to get rid of the homeless people, let's get a, a Chinese ambassador to come on over to a certain area. Say, we're going to tour all of California and watch them rip all the homeless people out of there. That's, that's the only way you're going to make this happen. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's taxpayer money that goes to this. The governor of California and former mayor of San Francisco, Gavin Newsom, amid, admitted at a press conference on Monday that it's true that the city cleaned its streets and removed sprawling homeless encampments to ensure a pleasant stay for the fancy leaders visiting the city for APEC. Here is a Governor Newsom, or Governor Newsom, <laughs> Governor Newsom's own words here. Let's let's take a listen to this. This is the press. This is what we were just talking about. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true. Thank you for making that. Because it's true. <laughs> but it's also true. We can just end it right there. Well, that's true. Because it's true. Was uh, oh, Okay, thanks. Thanks for admitting you're an idiot. Thanks for admitting that you care more about a Chinese dictator than your own citizens that you're paid to sit there and represent. Let's keep going. True. For months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. I'm sure. Like... <laughs> For months and months and months prior to APEC, but we also knew APEC was coming months and months prior, so of course we'd be having these conversations. That makes perfect sense. This is so stupid. It's just, it's like, bro, yep. you're just doing like a circular pattern of debate on yourself. It's like, it's true because it's true. That's like some Kamala Harris talking points right there. AI is two words. It stands for artificial intelligence. And artificial intelligence stands for AI. Because community is communities. Because we're a community. <laughs> oh, smack that woman. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got to love this. Uh, Newsom visited Beijing in October. Met with Xi. Like, they're really getting buddy-buddy. He's getting a lot of uh, FaceTime with Xi Jinping. He's got all the ballots. He's got all the ballots, folks. I'm telling you, Newsom is going to run. I don't know where people keep coming up with the Michelle Obama. Where, where did that surface from? Michelle Roger, Obama's going to... Roger Stone. Really? He actually said that? Yeah, he came uh, out. as like, mark my words. He thinks Michelle Obama. Uh, Maybe, I don't, I don't think know. so. I mean, I don't think the Obamas are that popular, personally. I don't either. I really don't either, but I don't know. Oh, man. Speaking of... Taxpayer money being wasted. I'm actually not blaming NASA on this one. Slip-ups happen. NASA's $100,000 tool bag lost in space is now orbiting Earth and surprisingly visible to strangers. The tool bag is visible from Earth just ahead of the International Space Station. I actually saw it a few nights ago. It was like a big line of stars in the sky. It was really cool and just kept moving. It was awesome. 
Probably didn't help that I was kind of high and I thought we were getting invaded. Nah, I'm totally kidding now. I actually looked up. I was like, oh my God. It was really cool to see that. A tool bag lost by NASA astronauts during a spacewalk is now orbiting Earth and is surprisingly visible to those on the ground who may want to catch a glimpse of it. NASA astronauts uh, Jasmine Mobelli and Laurel O'Hara were conducting a space. It was a woman. It was a woman. Woman's trying to grab a tool, but what you got? No business. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm going to make a sexist joke. That's what we do. Um, the International Space Station last month when a tool bag slipped away and drifted away from the station. According to a report from EarthSky, the tool bag, which is valued at about $100,000, is now orbiting Earth just ahead of the space station and is so bright that stargazers can catch a glimpse of the runaway gear using just binoculars. Those hoping to catch a glimpse of the bag should locate the ISS, then scan the sky just ahead of its trajectory, the report notes. A report to in SciTech Daily noted the spacewalkers were conducting repairs on ISS equipment when the toolbar slipped away, though the mishap luckily happened after the equipment was no longer needed for the repairs. A mission control analysis following that the mishap determined there was low risk of the tool bag recontacting the ISS and that the crew were safe to continue the mission without further action. Um, now, I know what's on your mind. is like, okay, is this going to enter into Earth's atmosphere? It's going to burn up. But uh, EarthSky noted, that the bag is expected to orbit Earth for a few months at a slow descent before rapidly descending to about 70 miles above the Earth's surface and disintegrating well before reaching the ground. Current estimates indicate that the lost gear should re-enter the Earth's atmosphere around March of next year. The escape bag isn't the first time an astronaut has lost their tools in space, coming after a 2008 incident which saw a, a tool bag meet the same fate during similar repairs. Like the current bag, that equipment was visible just ahead of the ISS for two months before it finally descended back into Earth's atmosphere. You kind of figure they'd like learn, you know, fool me once. You know, maybe we should start putting some things. How much was it? $100,000. Mm. $100,000. kind of tools were they? <laughs> Kiss that goodbye. Taxpayer money well spent. Oops. That oops just costs thousand to hundred thousand dollars. Good job. Like, uh, we need to hide this money <laughs> that we're sending to Ukraine. How can we do it? Oops, we just yeah. released this tool bag, Mobby. Yeah, this tool bag that cost eight million dollars. Oh my god. I'm, okay, I, I have to ask: Are these tools like made out of titanium or something like that? Like, what makes them cost? Because I know they have to be specially made. But again, this is really? government outsourcing. They have to be specially made? I would think so, because it's all they NASA. Can't use a regular hammer? Probably not. It has to be a NASA hammer, damn it. It's got to be made of, like, plutonium or some crap like that. Not plutonium. I'm kidding on that one. You get it. Like, it's specialty tools, because you're building specialty equipment. But at the same time, though, it's just kind of like, maybe outsource it to somebody cheaper, because I'm pretty sure there'd be other companies that, yeah, we can do this for you. Much cheaper. And the government's like, nope, we're going to favor these other government contractors that probably have people on some kind of board in the government, and they're getting some kickbacks. Like, come on. Come on. I don't know. Uh, speak of the days um, that I never thought I would ever say this, that uh, I actually agree with Ilhan Omar. Uh, uh, Ilhan Omar to introduce first bill to block U.S. weapons for Israel since Gaza war began. I'm not, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this article, but I'm kind of like, okay, where were you for Ukraine? Why <laughs> Piece of carrots, piece of carrots, uh, random groanings of discontent. <laughs> where were these people? Like, again, it, it's interesting to see your passion. Ignite for your hatred of the Jews when it comes to Ukraine. Oh, that's okay. Rashida Tlaib, they're all anti-Semites. They're all Jew haters. And isn't it a coincidence, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, they're Muslims? Are we just going to not admit the, the obvious here? Oh, John, that's offensive. No, that's the truth. You know that's the truth, folks. But I actually agree with her. I want to see a bill that says no weapons, no money. But I also want to see another bill for Ukraine. 
Put your money where your mouth is, Ilhan. Because in your own words, isn't it Brother all about Mark. the Benjamins? And come on. Come on. Um, Republicans break things. Talked about this on Twitter today. Um, Disney district employees are quitting en masse because they load DeSantis' management. Um, report, uh, where is it? Okay, yeah, Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is allegedly causing Disney district employees to quit following his hostile takeover of the area. More than 40 to 370 employees for the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District have resigned since February when it was named as such after DeSantis replaced Disney's Reedy Creek Improvement District RCID with his own board. Learn to code. I don't care. Bye. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What are they doing? Oh, God. What happened? All the lefty blue hair purple people are leaving. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Maybe go to California. Live on the other patch over there. I don't care. But I feel like this is a good way to rid yourselves of the blue-haired um, progressive left. It's like, yeah, quit. We don't want you here. I don't want you in those positions of authority. This is a win. This is a major win. I love it. I love seeing this. You're going to get so tired of winning, folks. I'm telling you, by the way, True Social's going bankrupt. I need more NFTs. Oh, my God. What's this one? Um, Noah, an abducted IDF soldier, Noah Marquianos, forgive me for mispronouncing that, uh, her death is confirmed by Israel after horrific Hamas video. Israel on Tuesday confirmed the death of a 19-year-old female soldier abducted by Hamas who spoke to the camera in a recent propaganda video released by the terror organization before the video cut to reveal her dead body. Israel Defense Force Corporal Noah Marciano um, had appeared in a video released by Hamas on Monday in which she provided identifying information. Uh, She said that she was being held in Gaza and pleaded with the Israeli military to stop bombarding the area. The video, which the Israeli military denounced as psychological terrorism, then cut to images of Marciano's lifeless body. The IDF on Tuesday said it now recognizes Marciano as a fallen soldier held captive by a terror group, the Times of Israel reported. After the video's release on Monday, IDF representatives went to Marciano's family home to inform them of the video and the teen's death. Our hearts go out to Marciano family. Um whose daughter, Noah, was brutally kidnapped by Hamas terror organization, the Israeli military said in a statement, the IDF and all the relevant bodies will continue to be support her family, as well as the families of the hostages and missing persons. Where you, we, are, excuse me, we are using all means, both intelligence and operational, to bring hostages home, the military said. The IDF confer- condemned Hamas for its constant usage of psychological terror, including through dissemination of videos and photos of hostages. The military added that it made the declaration of Marciano's death based on the intelligence information not the Hamas video. Marciano was part of the Combat Intelligence Collection Corps 414 unit. She was serving on the Nahal OZ IDF base and living in Modin when Hamas invaded the Jewish country. Her mother, uh, her mother Adi, I'm sorry, Marciano, has been traveling around the world since then to advocate for her release, as well as the freedom of the other Israeli hostages held in Gaza. In an interview with Yannette last month, Adi said she wanted her daughter to know that I miss her and I want her to come home. Marciano was one of about 240 people taken hostage by Hamas terrorists during last month's surprise incursion, which killed 1,200 people. After the horrifying, I thought it was 1,400. After the horrifying October 7th attack, Israel declared war on Hamas, killing over 11,000 people in Gaza since, according to Hamas-linked health officials in Gaza. Well, go figure. Hamas is like, oh, you've murdered like 300 million Palestinians. How could you do this? This is genocide. Now Candace Owens will simp for us on social media. Ha ha. 
In the past month, Hamas has released four hostages, and the IDF has rescued one. The sparring sides are reportedly close to securing a deal that would see the exchange of Palestinian prisoners for most of the Israeli women and children held hostage in Gaza, uh, as well as the promise of a five-day truce in the conflict. Whew. That sucks. I'm so, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's just, uh, it's, it's cowardly. Executing hostages. It's kind of against Geneva, kind of against the, uh, the whole rules of warfare, right? That's why you cannot respect rules of warfare. If they don't respect rules of warfare, why should you? Yep. Why should you? Genocide, bro, they're capturing, they're killing, they're raping, they're pillaging, they're murdering. They have basically foregone all rules of land warfare. Then you rain down hell on them. You rain down hell. That's all there is to it. Last, most certainly not least, Pink. This idiot. I, I woke up this morning to seeing uh, something shared by the singer Pink, who has not been relevant for a very long time. And Pink comes out there, and she you want to talk about how greedy these elites are. I mean, normal people will look at the, the, at the surface of what she's trying to do here. But a lot of a few people will look. I mean, maybe, maybe more than a few. But she basically goes out and tweets this thing of banned books in Florida. Banned books in Florida, okay? On that list, she claims To Kill a Mockingbird is banned. Pink, you're an idiot. Do some research before you go deep throwing the MSM narrative out there. The books that are banned in Florida are the likes of Flamer, Gender Queer. We know these books. We've looked these books up. They contain actual pornography. Actual pornography. Now, here's what Pink's going to do. Pink said she will give 2,000 banned books to Florida fans saying she's unwilling to stand by. <laughs> so realistically, what this translates to is Pink is going to give away 2,000 free books that you can buy literally anywhere in Florida. Congratulations, Pink. You're really doing a good job out there standing for freedom. You're a stupid idiot. <laughs> Congratulations, Pink. You're an idiot. But you know why she's doing this. You know exactly why she's doing this. Let's stir up controversy. Let's get people angry. Let's fight the GOP. And the beautiful part about this is, on that same tweet, she got community noted. It says these books are not banned in Florida. But you know where they are? But Some of these are banned at? California. You're not saying anything about that. Like, Pink, <laughs> if you don't like it in Florida, don't go there, Pink. Shut the hell up. Like, seriously, stop this. Like, you're not smart enough to go in politics. You sing, you dance around, you twirl, you go on a suspicious thing and do flip. Great for you. Shut up with politics. You don't know what you're talking. Because if you can't even get right the idea that there's actually not banned books in Florida, you just can't get them at the schools where kids go. So my next question then, Pink, is if you're actually to give out the banned books, you're distributing pornography? Is that what you're saying here? Because that's what's in those books. That's exactly what's in those books. You're an idiot. You are an idiot. The fact that you sit there and you virtue signal off of this, like you're doing something brave and heroic. Hey, guys, pink hair. You know what I'm doing? I'm giving away 2,000 free books that are not actually banned, but I'm going to say they're banned because it's going to make you hate the left or the right. Excuse me. Same difference. Yeah. One of the books, Gender Queer. Gender Queer. You want your kids get, yeah, really. Dude, I was just listening to. Uh, <sighs> She's an idiot. David Bet. Uh, Patrick Bet David's podcast, and he had these transgender who were transitioning back to mm -hmm. their original sex. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it sounds transitioning. Yeah, it sounds weird saying all that stuff. But uh, the the kid was saying how I, he was like in his early twenties, mid twenties, something like that now. But he was talking about how his parents really uh, forced him. Mm. Oh yeah. The doctors, yeah. and he's suing them now. Good. 
So I, I think we're going to see it. Well, yeah, we, you'll these, see a shift, yeah. These kids who are forced in to transitioning and mm-hmm. taking hormones and all yeah. this other stuff, uh, I think the older they get, I think there should be imprisonment for child abuse. Yep, I, I think, think there should be imprisonment for child abuse. There should be. It's disgusting. These doctors should lose their license. I agree. They shouldn't practice medicine at all. I agree. Because the idea of, of cutting off skin from your forearm or your thigh to make a makeshift penis that is not even a penis because a penis functionality that, is yeah. for urination, erection, things like, you can't even do that out of it. No. You can't even do it. It's just literally a piece of skin hanging there. It does no good. They're destroying people. They're, you are destroying people. But, you know, at the same time, it's like I feel like a lot of people like, that are adults that detransit, I don't feel sorry for you. You made a decision. That's all there is to it. When I you're mean, a young kid, when you're in a that's a different. When you're a, yeah, when this you're is a kid, what this yes. Kid was talking about. Yeah. He was like he was like 13, 12. I mean, yeah. you have some that's kids different. that are like five years old. Yeah, it's it's like that joke about the vegan dog. Like we know who's really making that decision. It's not the dog. Yeah. Same with the kids. This is child abuse at its core. But a lot of the uh, a lot because you know you're gonna see. I've seen a lot of times now that we'll see these the emergence of certain certain cultural waves, transgenderism being one of them, and it comes on for like a year or two, and then you start to see the ramifications of the actions or the choices these people make, and that's why the detransitioning stories are coming out more prominent, saying don't do this, yeah. don't go down this road. But that also leads me to believe that people like Blair White, like you're posing, you're posing to sit there and say like, oh I've got it. It's like then detransition. You know what you're doing to yourself. Why are you encouraging this? Just you sitting there posting your photos and your videos, you are contributing to gender dysphoria by embracing the fact that you are mentally not all there. That's what I'm saying. Like when people, Republicans get too very comfortable, too comfortable sitting there and taking scraps from prominent figures or influencers, whatever, and say, oh, look, they're on our side. So we can over, it's the whole thing with Caitlyn Jenner and Donald Trump. It's like, what are you doing, man? This guy's a whack. He's a, he's a demo. He's a former Democrat. Or he's still a Democrat, but he just supports Trump. Is he? Jenner? Yeah. I thought he was always a Republican. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he was. Either way, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think so, because well, there was a while he was attacking Trump. But then again, most Republicans were. No, I could have swore Jenner was a liberal at one point. He had to be. He's married to a freaking, he's married to the Kardashian fruitcakes. You would I think, mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I don't really care what that guy thinks. Yeah, he's a, he's a wacko. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's a wacko. <laughs> like, like most of these people, I, I, I don't know who they are. You but. know, Jack Sobasek and uh, freaking Charlie Kirk are now saying that Tucker Carlson needs to be Trump's VP. It's like Tucker Carlson comes out himself and says, I don't know political analysis. I don't know this stuff. I like news and people. It's like, yes, make him our VP. So this is how stupid and unserious you people are. Like, really? I can think of... 10 better people right off the top of my head that would make better VPs than Tucker Carlson. What does a VP do anyway? Not a whole lot. Nothing. So it's like if you actually gave a crap and Opens you knew what the hell you were Exactly. And they screw up the border like Kamala Harris. I mean, you can't, you can't do anything. You're just there. You're kind of like, it's like the most worthless position. Even John Adams what said that. What did Mike Pence do while he was vice president? Jack and squat. Jack and squat. That's literally I say it. he was a lot more coherent than uh, Kamala Harris, though. <laughs> She's just out mad. there like laughing like a witch. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How many of you are on Twitter, folks? How many of you on Twitter? Hopefully you're a lot, a lot are. Oh, I think I streamed from the wrong channel today. Mobby, that's why. Because I'm streaming from the channel that has 2.4 thousand followers. I didn't stream from the one that has 11,000. Ah, my bad. My bad. I'll fix that tomorrow. Well, folks, that does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Go over to iTunes and leave us some reviews. We greatly appreciate all that love and support. And make sure you check out shellshockcbd.com. Uh, Code Norman's going to save you some money for the rest of the day, like 10%. 
Code Norman, 10% off of Shellshock, CBD.com. Appreciate you making me some money there, Normie boy. You're so outmatched intellectually. You cannot beat me. You'll never beat me. I'm still here. You can't cancel me. And if you try, you can cancel this deck. Until tomorrow, you got anything to have a man? Uh, you guys have a great day. And as always, stop burning down freeways, you homeless weirdos.